Well, this party's getting down to the cream now. I think I'm gonna go find the bathroom. Good idea. I'll go too to protect you. Oh, no thanks. I'd rather take Stooge. Stooge? Hey, you heard the lady, man. She wants real man gardener charm. But Stooge is a fat pig. Maybe I'm in the mood for pork tonight. You're listening to the Buzz Kill Podcast. It is episode 190. Welcome to the Buzzkill Podcast. We're on today's episode. We beg you to just kill me quickly. <laughs> Actor spotlight on Linnea Quigley. Linnea. L- Linnea. I'm going to say... Linnea. Wait, Linnea. Now I forget how I said it the other way. Let's not even think about it. Liana. God damn it. You had to say it. <laughs> I don't know why I call her Liana Quigley. Liana Quigley. I don't know why. There, there's a name Liana, right? Yes. Like, like Liana. Yeah. Yeah, I got people yeah. in my family named Liana. Yeah. Are they as are they as hot as Linnea Quigley? Fuck yeah! Right, right, right. We're we're about to we're both <laughs> about to take a drink at the same time. That's not going to work. As your buddy Ben would say, is it that coked out blonde over there? <laughs> it is not that coked out blonde. <laughs> um, what's going on, guys? My friends like her though, huh? Nah, you know what? She's she was real hot at that funeral I went to. <laughs> It's true. It's uh, not that, we sh- that not that she was hot, but the the uh, oh that too. The uh, <laughs> the event in question was my grandfather's funeral, and my friends were checking out my. Uh, it's true. <laughs> I, I my would, cousin. I would feel bad about it, except that I don't. It's all good, man. Is that fair? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's, it's fine. Just, as long as it's fair. <laughs> I don't care, dude. <laughs> what's the weirdest what's the weirdest uh like like situation you've ever been to like like something weird happened in the most like like weirdest place you know what i'm saying just in general yeah what's yeah. the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me no like 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 the the most inappropriate thing to happen given the situation you're in oh you know hmm. what i'm saying <laughs> you know speaking of me checking out chicks at your grandfather's funeral your cousins at your grandfather's funeral uh i don't I don't know. I'd have to think about it. Some of it I might not be able to talk about on here. Oh, why not? Those, uh, those are the good ones. I don't know. Let me let me get back to you about it. What's what about you? Can you think of one? Um. Yeah, I think we just talked about it. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Easy. That really? That's it. Easy. That's hands pretty down. mild. No, I um. No, I'm sure there's been other stuff, but I don't remember. Oh. Uh. Well, I can think of one of yours. It had to do with my car. <laughs> what? It was. I think we had a sh- we had two shows in one day, and we were going from one show to the other. What was the reason that we swapped cars? I have no idea. Did your did no your, did no? See, you get this wrong, man. Because I, I swear I was in the back of my car. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. I was driving your car. That doesn't make any sense. I no, you know what? It actually absolutely makes sense because Aaron, you were just dating her at the time, yeah, and she drove up to the show separately. So you drove with her in her car. I drove your show to the other car. And I was dating somebody <laughs> at the time. to the other car. Or I was driving. No, this is this is inaccurate. Inaccurate it's because not. because I was in the back of that other car, whatever. You car were not that in the was. back of your car because you were angry that I got a blowy while driving in your car. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> so you were not in the back seat of your car and I was driving. I was in the back seat of a car though. I know totally that fair. For sure. Totally for a fair. specific reason. <laughs> but anyway, that's inappropriate. <laughs> Getting a blowjob in my Ford Focus. No way. On I was, the way to I was focused. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway. Not on the road. Um anyway, James, how you doing? I'm not too upset about it because that's probably the last blowjob you got. <laughs> Like 15 years ago. Sorry. I'm well. How are you? I was well until mm. you just reminded me that I'm missing blowies in my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, not entirely. I see your yoga DVDs over there. <laughs> You're working your way towards something. <laughs> the downward dog? <laughs> the, uh, the downward flog. Oh, God. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on here. We're only four minutes into this, and I'm already lost. We're, all, we're already talking about self-filating. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a good one. I mean, in all fairness, we are talking about uh, Linnea Quigley movies here, which, let's be honest, most Linnea Quigley movies are like just just above like softcore horror trash. They're, they're, like. <laughs> they're just above her diaphragm and just below her neck. Yeah. That's exactly those are it. those are what <laughs> most Linnea Quigley movies are. And you know what? God bless her. Yeah. God bless hey, her. <laughs> she 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 knew that she had uh you know assets. Assets and she uh she offered them up. <laughs> hey man. Can't really fault her for that. Apparently man. I was doing a little bit of research on her because I actually didn't know much about her. I, I knew that I had loved her and the things that I had seen her in. Uh, and that she's, you know, one of the classic 80s screen oh, queens, yeah, you know, from, from that era. And, uh, but apparently I, one of the reasons that she was always so comfortable doing a lot of nudity is because she did like nude modeling and stuff like that before she was ever an actress. So when it came time to do the acting, when that stuff came up, and it was the late 80s, I feel, I it was feel like, kind of I feel like everywhere. every chick in the 80s did nude modeling, <laughs> No, Jude? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, those Budweiser calendars. Right? <laughs> Gross, dude. <laughs> Including Barb, uh, your mom would. Ooh, that was not, that was her sending a, an electric that, signal exactly to tell us was. to shut the fuck up. It's like, don't you dare! All right, let's keep this rolling. We had a good episode last week. Hey, we you had were, a real good. You episode were supposed last week. to put a movie on in the background. Oh, you shit, never did. I'll do it on our break. Yeah. Um, we had a good episode last week after the shit show that was the, oh. the cannibal episode, <laughs> which I got a call today from uh, from Vito. I hadn't talked to him in on the phone at least for I don't know a week and a half or so. And he calls me. He goes. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? I was just texting with you like an hour ago. He goes, no. I'm listening to you attempt to talk about the Green Inferno. And by say, and by attempt, I mean attempt. Because <laughs> you're like literally talking in cir- circles. And you're calling Eli Roth just Eli Roth. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I could not get the TH sound of, out of my mouth. Um, yeah, it's just, it was just bad. So last week it was we were supposed to uh, redeem ourselves, and I think that we did. Uh, yeah, especially considering what was it like an hour and a half long episode? An hour and forty five. Should do that more, was should do more of those. That was a record. Because I'll tell you what, I don't want to listen to us for two and a half hours. That's for damn sure. You know, I don't you... even want to listen to us for forty five <laughs> minutes because I think that's how much of the this week's episode I got through. <laughs> oh, oh, last week's. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Did you think that I? <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm already listening to this like, in the future. Did you go ahead. And def- I'm I'm so confused right now. I'll t- I'm going to tell you at the like the 44 minute mark, you get a little weird. Oh, do I? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so what do I what do I do? 
I'm not going to tell you. All right. I don't want the butterfly effect to... That's fair. You know what I mean? That's fair. <laughs> so anyway, have you been doing anything? Um, anything at all? Not not a heck... Not really. Not a... You just you were about to say that stupid what? thing you say. Not a heck of a whole lot. Not a, not a whole heck of a lot, James. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I hate you. Um, no, I mean, not really. It's it's been, it's been typical work week. I kind of feel like uh, in terms of how... You know, we've been on quarantine for the last forever, you know... I was talking to my neighbor today, actually, and I was telling her, like, I kind of feel like things are sort of back to normal, like outside of like the big, the big um, gatherings and whatnot. You know, yeah. Like, it kind of seems like like I, I'm I'm totally I feel totally okay going to stores, you know, going in or whatever. I feel totally okay doing whatever. Don't have a problem with it. You still wear wearing, a mask. Wearing though, a mask right? is yeah. second nature now. Like it doesn't yeah. even it doesn't even phase me anymore. Um, <laughs> my only problem yeah. is my mask is made out of. Uh, um, car interior. <laughs> it's a really nice mask. It was made by uh, my my wife's uncle, who owns a car interior business. Does it smell like the car interior of a Ford Focus? Because now every time you wear it, you can just think of me getting a blow in the <laughs> driving your car. <laughs> now every time I wear wear it, I'm gonna get a rage boner. <laughs> no, it's it's just really it's hot though. It, it was, was it was it nice was. <laughs> it, it was it was it was nice like a couple months ago when it was still cool out but it's getting hard to wear for a long period of time now so yeah I hear I've had to switch over to my uh, just my regular ear mask I, I wore one of those who rag things which is like a the big tube of fabric that you pull over your head and it's kind of like a foreskin for your for your head your fabric tube that is not what I thought you were gonna say and I was about to put you on blast you're a foreskin. <laughs> What is that what you thought I was going to no. say? <laughs> um, yeah, no, honestly, the last week, that has been kind of whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for this weekend, though. We're going to the drive-in tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I am excited for that. I forgot about that. We're going to go see um, Becky, Becky. And the Wretched. And the Wretched. Yeah. That's, gonna, that's a good lineup. It's a damn good lineup. Hell yeah, dude. Did you get my text message earlier about the uh, the tune-in? Trying to try Oh, I did. I was working. Sorry, I meant to get back to you and I forgot to. I would say Um, if anybody's listening to this and you've tried it, let us know. But uh, we're going to the movies tomorrow, so it doesn't really matter. I'm thinking because we like to sit outside of our vehicle. Mm -hmm. uh, And usually we can just back the car up and open the hatch Mm -hmm. or the, you know, tailgate. tailgate and, And then our speakers are right there. But I was wondering if we download the tune in app and then. Maybe get the radio frequency, and then we could just wear our wear ear pl- uh, earphones. I don't know. I've never tried that before. I want to try it. But then it'd be difficult to talk to each other. You know, Not are we like, talking to each other during a movie, dude? It's the driving. I feel like the driving's a little bit more acceptable to like not have a full on conversation, but you can be like not chatty, but like you can say more. Bro, you know what I'm saying you, like more than you could in a normal so you, movie theater. So you pop one butt out for a second, you say what you need to say, and then you know go back. Go about your business. That seems like a lot of work. Shut up. <laughs> uh, anyway, though, no, uh, that's that's it. I mean, I'm excited for that, though. Get out and finally do something that normal human beings do. Yeah, yeah, I'm That'll stoked. I've only, I haven't been to the drive-in since uh, we went to see King Kong or what? Godzilla. Uh, Godzilla, yeah. yeah. That was a bit of a 98. Trip. Yeah, it was a bit of... <laughs> <laughs> that's the last time I was at the... I would have gone to that. Mm. Don't... Don't give me that option, because I would have absolutely gone. Oh, did you see... Oh, actually, this is probably going to be in your news for tonight, so I'm just going to say Evil Dead. Mm, mm-hmm. Okay, never mm-hmm. mind. It's in your it's in your news, so never mind. 
Let's just move on. Did you really think that wasn't going to be in my news? <laughs> no. It's actually a pretty Evil Dead heavy news week. Oh. It really is. Well, all right then. Yeah. Um, anyway, though. Yeah. yeah anything I, else? No, I haven't had much going on. Did just, you see... Uh, just chilling. Did you see the trailer that we finally got for the new Bill and Ted movie? Oh, I haven't watched it yet. I keep meaning to, and I... Are we, well, we going to watch it right now? By the power of editing, oh, we'll wow. be right back, and James will have watched it. <laughs> and we're back. We are. James, uh-huh. we are now in the future. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Excellent! Uh, what did you think of it? Uh, it looks interesting. It's First of all, I wish they would have at least let Keanu Reeves keep a little scruff on his face. He's got like a little five o'clock shadow. It's he's clean shaved though, and he looks old as balls. <laughs> well, he kind of is. And he's like, he's trying too hard to talk like Ted, when Ted is basically just Keanu Reeves. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but he's trying to like over Keanu Reeves. It. He's playing a car- <laughs> you know I mean? caricature of himself. Right, which you don't need to do. Like, just be Keanu Reeves. Which that's kind of who. Ted was to begin with, I suppose. But um, yeah, I think it looks goddamn awful. I think it looks terrible. <laughs> I think I think it'll be funny, dude. It'll, no, I, it'll be fun. That's the thing. I'll have fun with it. Yeah. But it looks awful. Like the parts of them at the very end where they're like the big jack dudes. Like, <laughs> what the fun. fuck is that? That was funny, though. That is awful. That was funny. It is, but it's awful at the yeah, same time. Whatever, like, it's, man. What, it's, what, it is, what do you expect from a Bill and Ted movie? Listen, Bill and Ted's, the first two movies... Are, oh, are fantastic. landmarks yeah. like Absolutely. they're so good like those are those are the the you're either a wayne's world kid or you're a bill and ted kid false what the fuck no no i think That's you're one not... of the other no i think you're one of the other i was the bill and ted's guy bill and ted guy myself i'm a i'm both because you can be both you can't be both James. yes you can no <laughs> i you're the only person i've ever hear i've ever heard say anything that stupid uh, wow. Yeah. Well, I stole it from somebody else. So. Who said that? No, nah, somebody on like. I don't want to be friends with him. <laughs> somebody I'm, I'm this close to not being friends with you. Who well, said that? That's that's literally that's a daily basis for you in all yeah, fairness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it was not someone online. When I was reading the uh, comments. That person's stupid. Why would you? Why would you? Because I feel like it's kind of true. Like, why would you parrot that? It's like you're either when you you're know either, it's obviously dumb. It's like you were either an InSync girl or you were a Backstreet Boys girl. Wrong. I what? was a Backstreet Boys girl. I was both. I. You come on. I James. can be both. You Mike. cannot be both. You can't pigeonhole me. I I can. You can't. I can. This is a free fucking country, <laughs> Mike. Is it? <laughs> sort of. <laughs> I'm setting up in unincorporated territory, just in a three three foot radius around me. Oh yeah, yeah. And if you want to come into it, What's you it gotta called? you gotta be both. You gotta be both the uh, Backstreet and In Sync, and Wayne's World and Bill and Ted. Gotta be both, and then you can come into my bubble. I don't. I I, I might stay outside that bubble, James. What do I call it? What's that? What the fuck is that thing in Seattle right now? Chaz. Chaz. Uh, the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. So this is uh, the, this the jizz, <laughs> the 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 James. Damn, I need. I'm not the, good the at James International ZZ Top. It could just be J I Z. The J- James International Zone. The jizz. The jizz. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the jizz. <laughs> 
<laughs> please, please send, please send vegan meat-free substitutes. Did you see that? No. The the people in the chairs invited some uh, some homeless people to come in and join them. It's noble, you know. Yeah. Like, come on in, sharing our sharing our stuff. The homeless people don't really care about whatever ideology you're trying to put forth here so yeah. they just came in and they're like oh all right well this is an opportunity to score some free food so they took all the food and then just left <laughs> and then the people from inside the chaz were tweeting out saying please bring us food <laughs> and there was one girl that tweeted out and she said some of the homeless people who we invited in took all of our food please if you can send uh, vegan meat-free substitutes. Oh my god! Fruits, vegetables, oats, and soy products. Oh <laughs> anything, anything to help us eat. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, dude, if you're gonna ask people to bring you food, you can't be that picky that you want v- meat-free vegan substitute shit. If I know? if I was rece- on the receiving end of that text, I or tweet or whatever, I would literally go there and just start throwing meat. Like just start, start just, throwing just animal products just like crazy. The balls of meat. Just <laughs> fucking throw, throw meatballs at them. Listen, you I will can, eat what I give you. I can I can appreciate the yearning for for some new like utopia type of living or whatever. It's yeah. not feasible. I can appreciate the people people yearning for it, <laughs> but like this this whole thing like they're they're kind of just by that they're kind of proving how unsustainable that is. Yeah, <laughs> it's like. I mean, I, uh, like, uh, um, I feel like this this younger generation, like, we are kind of stuck in the middle between, you know, the the older generation, I think, and a lot of the the really younger people. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of these really younger people, they mean well, but their their ideas are just not really all that fleshed out. I mean, a commune can totally work. Sure, it's, it's happened tons of times, and it's pretty successful on a small level. But uh, they're typically in areas where you can cultivate land and like grow your own food yeah, and, yeah. and raise your own livestock and stuff yeah. like that. You know what I mean? You can't just go hollow out a section of a a concrete metropolitan area and expect to be able to sustain like, yourself. Right now it's all peace and harmony behind those walls. Give it like four weeks. It's gonna they're gonna be sending people in like fucking snake pliskin. Like There's, over the wall, <laughs> escape from Chaz. Yeah. <laughs> The, the, and there's conflicting reports too. Some people are saying it's completely it's completely peaceful in here, and we're all just hanging out and watching documentaries about you know civil soy, rights and soy stuff. Products. And then there's and then there's other people like there's there's some people I haven't looked into this. I just I really don't care that much. But there's some people saying that this uh, SoundCloud rapper named uh, fuck's his name Raz Simone has basically like appointed himself the new security the king so like he's become a warlord because his because his crew that he runs with are all heavily armed and nobody else within the walls of the chaz has guns or anything and and this and this right here and and there's a well there was one video where a guy's tagging a building and they walk up to him they say don't do that the guy that works in this building is really nice to us and the guy's like all the other walls are tagged i'm gonna keep tagging and they're like they say something about the police and then somebody behind the camera goes we're the police now (laughs) So so so, we, so the whole point of we, creating the Chaz was to get rid of the police, defund the police, disband the police, and this, now you're the police. This is that doesn't been, make any this sense. This has been my question about that the entire time, and people want to. I always hear people like making fun of the uh, the argument. You know, you always see like that. It's like the capital letter, small letter, capital letter, small letter kind of thing. Mocking yeah. people, it's like, but if there's no police, who's going to solve the crime? Right. 
and I and every time I read that, I go, "That's yeah. actually a really good question." Yeah, <laughs> I, I I don't I <laughs> I have yet to read a response that that made that that made an answer to that clear because there isn't one. The idea you know, of I'm, the idea of us policing ourselves is a is a beautiful notion. If we could all just get it's, along it's and police not, ourselves, it's not. It's not the way things work. I think that you have to. I, Unfortunately, and I hate to say this because I I like to give human beings the benefit of the doubt, but in order to have this utopia where there's no police and we all just kind of keep track of ourselves, or even the the idea behind like making social workers the people who are uh, more involved with, which would work in certain situations, of course, but you got to be operating under the assumption that people are inherently good. And they're not, which is not true. No, no, that's just that's just the. F- I like to think that they are because the unfortunate it, fallacy of man. Right, we are not all good. Oh. Um, We're animals, and, and animals animals protect protect their own self interest before anything else. Yeah, and I feel like and that means if the food's running out, I'm going to get food for me and my family, however I have to. Sure, even if that means going out and shooting people. For I feel it, like you know people I mean? that are listening to this are are like listening to this going. Well, you know, in the last couple of weeks, you've talked about everything, and you were completely on the other side, and you were all about, you know, uh, you understood the rioting, and you understood the, you know, everything that was going on, and all the protests, and this and that, and and we do. I just, I just don't know that I buy into this whole lack of any type of law enforcement thing that a lot of the agenda that people are trying in, to push. And inter- I just internally, I just, when it comes to the like all this stuff, I vacillate a lot. Like I, I'm I'm back and forth constantly because I do I I like. I want, I want peace and harmony for everybody. I want equal opportunity for everybody. I want all of the good things that are mm-hmm. that are that everybody else wants out of all of this. But I also hate all of the bad things that are coming out of it. So it well, makes me really bounce around. You know what I mean? I just feel like unchecked, lofty, lofty ideas, left unchecked, just lead to bad results. You know what I'm saying? Like you know what I'm saying? Like there, there has to be, there has to be systemic. I don't buy into the whole anarchy thing. I don't buy into the whole, you know, the. A lot of these protests have been ransacked and taken over by a lot of the anti-establishment people, mm-hmm. which I tend to disagree with, you know, a lot yeah. more. Um, like I'm all about this notion of completely reorganizing the police, completely reorganizing oh, sure. the way that this is done. That's yeah. that's why I love these protests. It's people that are fighting back, and you know, like again, like I said before, I don't condone the violence, but I do understand it. And when when push comes to shove, when shit needs to change, which it does, mm-hmm. like that's 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 how you do it. Like yeah. I hate to say it, yeah. and it's working. People are taking note. There's a lot of shit changing around the country. Yeah. I think for the better, it's working. But then you get. Then you see these things like Chaz. Then you see, you know, stuff like um, uh, Minneapolis is actually disbanding their their police presence. Yeah, uh, and I don't know if it's just in that city. It can't be. It can't be around the entire state. But they're like literally disbanding and defunding the uh, the police there. And I just I look Def- at defunding. I get, but they're like no, they're disbanding. Yeah, yeah. It's well, hold on. There was because there's that that really young. He looks like he looks like he's probably ten years younger than us. So Jacob Frey or whatever the the mayor from Minneapolis. Okay, he was standing. He went out to march in one of these protests and he's like he wanted to come out and say like i'm here for you i'm i'm here in solidarity and then there's this girl like yelling through a microphone saying and he's standing off the stage and she's saying will you right now in front of all these people agree to abolish the police 
and he like he tries to he tries to beat around the bush for a second and she goes no 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 will you abolish the police and then she yells at the crowd she she says remember everybody this is an ele- he's he's got an election coming up and she points the microphone at him and he goes i am with you guys i'm an ally i'm here for you i do not believe in completely abolishing the police and they fucking scream him out of there he does yeah, the walk I, of shame back through the crowd. It was, I was like, whoa, what are you talking about? Completely abolish the police. Like, you have to have... Because here's the thing. That Chaz thing, if that whole thing with the uh, the SoundCloud rapper and his crew, if that's true, that's what you get when when you, when you there's an absence of, of, of authority. Mm-hmm. It, creates, it, creates a, it creates a vacuum and something... Something fills that that sure. void, and sure. there's always going to be somebody who goes. This is an opportunity for me to grab some power. Sure, it's going to happen. One hundred percent. That's what people do. <clears throat> it it literally is exactly like Escape from New York. Yeah. It's you have these random people that just assume power, mm-hmm. and then there's no one to fight them off. Yeah, and they become weird dictators because how many people are if how many people are going to weasel their way into a, an area like that knowing that there's there's no one to really fight back against them there's no one to do you know on the side of good if you will right. I mean, they're all on the side of good but no one to uh enforce the side of good and if you come in with the right message and you go like hey i'm going to hey you guys you guys don't need police for sure but maybe you need a leader and then the next year they go i'm your leader and we should probably follow some of the rules that I'm putting in place. And then it gets worse and worse and mm-hmm. worse every year. And then eventually you've got a dictator. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I hope that doesn't happen. I just don't see it going any other way. Yeah. And these are all like really, <laughs> we're, we're kind of like, you know, we're, we're looking way far in the future here. It's not sure. going to happen over the course of a couple weeks if they abolish the police. But anyway, geez. Yeah. We sorry. got off we, on a real tangent we really here. <laughs> I mean it's good. We haven't talked about this stuff no. very much uh yet. So no. Uh yeah. Anyway, anyway speaking of things that don't sound like a good idea, let's get into some corrections. For You've done better, James. Speaking of things that nope, I got nothing. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right, uh, a couple things that we got wrong last week. All right, James, did you have anything? Um, or should I just run train on this whole corrections? Uh... <laughs> uh, I forgot to look it up, but did you find out how long it's been since we've been doing the zoo trip? I did. That was my very first correction. Yeah, our very first end of summer road trip, which was the very first zoo trip, yep. was in 2012, which means that this year would have been our ninth year. Wow! So I was. A year off. It was no fucking four years <laughs> off. <laughs> Loser. Way off. Um, yeah, so this year would have been our ninth year. Um, the Aggression Scale was the movie we couldn't think of with the kid that was like uh, Home Alone, whatever. I'm going to take credit for yeah, that one yep. because I did text it to you. You did. And then also, uh, Bradley Cooper has been nominated eight times for an Academy Award, however, has not won any. Be Coops. Yep, B Coops. B uh, he did win Coops. a Grammy, though, with Lady Gaga for A Star is Born. So maybe that's what you were thinking of. Um, I'm off the deep end. Watch as I dive in. I couldn't think of the rest of the song, song for some reason. <clears throat> I hate that song. You, you, how did you start that? I'm off the deep end. Wonder. I'm looking in. <laughs> I can see through you. See. see I, don't know why, I don't know why stain <clears throat> popped into my head, but. 
It should be a good song, but then they get to that part where they say sha la 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 los, and that's so stupid. Oh, in the, the shell. Oh, I, I thought you were talking about staying still. I'm like, I didn't remember Fred Durst doing that. <laughs> this every time I every time I think of that song, all I hear is <clears throat> uh Fred Durst's stupid comments to the yeah. crowd. <laughs> oh, I love those lighters. Let's see. <laughs> I'm feeling them I'm feeling them lighters, y'all. <laughs> Shut up, Fred. No just, way. <laughs> just let me more. play the song. Give me more. Uh, Douchebag. That's <laughs> I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> if you've not heard uh, Limp Biscuit's Gold Cobra record. Oh I, God, I urge everybody to listen to it at least once. There are some gems amongst gems on there, and it's it's horrible, but it's so good all at the same time. <laughs> Why do you like bad things so much? <laughs> I'm friends with you. Oh, wow, nicely played. <laughs> all right, is that it for corrections? That is all we got. Okay, this week we are doing an actor spotlight on Linnea Quigley or Leanna Quigley, Leanna. if you're Mike. Um, Linnea. Linnea Quigley. Um, we watched Night of the Demons and Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. Uh, and something interesting happened with that movie, which we'll get to shortly oh, yeah. here. Uh, and so to go along with those, if you've seen Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers, you'll know that there's a pretty funny scene in the beginning uh, involving Elvis Presley. Yes. And so to go with that, Michael got us from BrewDog. And of course, another reason he got this is because it's from BrewDog. I will use any opportunity <clears throat> to drink BrewDog because it's quickly becoming one of my favorite brews. Fantastic uh, beer. There's not been a single bad beer that we've <clears throat> had. In fact, they've all been <clears throat> like they've all been above average, every yeah. single one of them. So. so this is Elvis juice. You can crack that open. I got the uh, oh, okay. the thing right here. So this is Elvis Juice, which is a grapefruit-infused IPA with natural citrus flavors brewed in the U.S. of A, baby. Uh, oh, and it's also on the side here. Is it the same? Oh, Finally, it's, not it's, a heavy stout or anything, though. It's two different That's things. Nice. Uh, this is really hard to read. Our naturally flavored India Pale Ale packs more fruit than the... What does that state. say? State. Than the state, state of California. <laughs> What? <laughs> because of the orange groves okay. and Jeez, James. I took that the wrong way. Way to be progressive. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, a zest zenith on the nose. I like that. A zest zenith. Zest zenith. Fruity for. You see how the. Are your letters getting all messed up yeah. in the black there? Yeah, yeah, but I'm not dumb, so I can read them. It's fruity uh, foreplay. Fruity. Oh, well, they got half the. <clears throat> Fruity foreplay gives way to truckload truckload of grapefruit and orange, orange. and an interstate pileup pile of citrus, a frenzied fruit, fruit cocktail of flavor bullets bullets to a crescendo and a. you got you got to wait until I get there at least <laughs> and and a bitter finale leaves you screaming <laughs> screaming for more who wrote this <laughs> uh elvis juice the absolute king in a world of wannabes seriously who wrote this because this is like they i'm pretty sure whoever wrote this was just watching like linnea quigley mm. for sure dude <laughs> uh this i'm gonna read the one from the website because i like it better because i can actually read it this is an IPA like no other. Elvis Juice puts gr puts grapefruit center stage, primed with tart, pithy. See, the word pithy is cool, so I, I already like this one like better. It. 
With tart, pithy grapefruit peel for a citrus assault on the senses, this zest zenith delivers intense U.S. hop aromas. Gigantic grapefruit notes are tailgated by orange and pine, all piled high on a caramel malt base. I this rig is juiced up and ready to go. I can confirm this does smell like America. Does it? It's good U.S. hops. It literally just smells like piss. Like freedom. <laughs> freedom like and piss. Piss and freedom. <laughs> it actually smells really that's, good. That's actually exactly what L.A. smells like. This guy, like so, to a T. So I do the... Uh, mm, so I do... Uh, I don't know if if any of you uh, if any of you have ever ever seen the ads for Doctor Squatch soap out there. Mm. It's it's like you know you do the soap scription. Yep. So I, I get two bars of I get two bars a month, and one of their beers is a or one of their soaps is a crisp grapefruit IPA scent. Ooh, smells just like oh, this. Oh, does it? Yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, very nice. Cheers, sir. Cheers, brother. Hmm. Oh, oh, damn! That's that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> come on, um, come on, baby. I, dude, Brewdog just does not put bad beer up. This is so good, dude. It's, it's delicious. This is a good summer drinking beer. So I was drinking earlier uh, one of these Perrin grapefruit IPAs, which is a lot more bitter. Like it tastes like you're pretty much just tastes eating like they an unsweetened the grapefruit, grapefruit into it. Yeah. yeah, which is which is good. I've actually I like this one a lot better than I like <laughs> the one last night. Yeah. Um, you mean the same beer? <laughs> yeah, no, it was. I'm just saying, I, maybe it was the mood thing. I don't know. Uh, this is a little bit sweeter, yeah, because of the orange and everything else that's in it. But it's delicious. So that one is like that one is like uh, like you just took a grapefruit out and cut it in half and started started eating it. This is when you cut the grapefruit in half, sprinkle a little sugar on top, because yeah. that's the way you eat a grapefruit. It is. Um, I've never actually eaten a grapefruit. It just it, it dawns on me that that's that's true. I've never cut a grapefruit in half and just eaten one. That's weird. I think you told me this a couple weeks yeah, ago, just, and it, just, it hasn't gotten any less it's weird. It's not a thing that I've ever done. What other kinds of like very common fruits have you not eaten? Have you ever had a kiwi? I've had kiwi. I don't. I don't care for kiwi though. You don't care nah, for kiwi. Nah, a, you don't like all those little seeds, huh? Um, that is weird. I do not like the little seeds. It's just a flavor <laughs> thing, though. I'm just not a fan of the flavor. Um, uh, I, up until up until um a couple it's of years a ago, little fruit. Up until a couple of years ago, I, I never really ate cherries until you grew them on your tree. You live in Michigan. Yeah. That's our thing. But Michigan loves to put cherries in things, and I don't like putting fruit in things. So I think that's what kind of killed my <clears throat> my love for... Uh, yeah, but just a Michigan cherry. Just a straight up... Sorry. Sorry about it. It's bonkers, man. Shit's <laughs> <It's> bananas. <laughs> that is bananas. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, so anyway, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. Oh. The bleed feed. <laughs> All right. Uh, I got to start this week with one death in the horror world this oh, week. No. Uh, rest in peace to Denise Cronenberg, sister of David Cronenberg. Oh, no. Uh, she passed away this week at the age of 81. Uh, I did not read any cause of death, so either that wasn't released or um, or it's not known. I would imagine it's just not released. Uh, she also, though, uh, she was the costume designer for her brother on The Fly, mm-hmm. uh, The Dead Zone, and Videodrome. Nice. I don't know that I realized David Cronenberg directed The Dead Zone. I don't think I ever realized that. Really? Yeah. That's weird. I've also never seen The Dead Zone. That's weird, especially since I'm pretty sure last time we played Slash Cards, that exact question was asked. 
Something about David Cronenberg. It's very possible. I just and didn't realize it. Dead zone. Uh, she also did work huh. on uh, Bless the Child, mm-hmm. Dracula 2000, uh, the Dawn of the Dead remake, uh, which is fantastic, uh, Dead Silence, Shoot 'em Up, The Incredible Hulk, Resident Evil, Afterlife, Crash, Naked Lunch, and a, a ton more. Wow. She uh, she definitely made the rounds and uh, worked on a lot of big stuff. So cool. uh, rest in peace to Denise Cronenberg. Rest in peace. You uh, you will be missed. All right. Um, last week I had mentioned that it was exciting that. Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong got a, a rating, because mm-hmm. I was excited for a trailer to come pretty soon ahead of its November release. Uh, well, coronavirus, even though it's uh, even though it's toning down in this part of the world, it's still, still taking some casualties with it, because uh, Godzilla vs. Kong has been moved uh, from its original date of November 2020 to May 21st, 2021. Yikes. Got pushed back, not, not a whole year, but about 75, you know, three quarters of a year. 75, three quarters of a year. Something like that. Six months. Is that all it is? Yeah. I didn't actually get half. <laughs> didn't bother. That's all right. Yeah, whatever. Half a year. Still, though, it's six no, months. Nobody, nobody expects much from you anymore. You I know keep what I mean? it that way. I keep it that way. <laughs> I'm never a disappointment. <laughs> keep that bar low, baby. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, after being completely on board for reprising her role uh, as Ripley when Neil Bloomkamp was uh, pitching and developing his alien project. Uh, it seems like uh, Sigourney Weaver uh, is uh, ready to put the character of Ripley to bed. Now, that was just two years ago when she was gung-ho about the Neil Bloomcam yeah. uh, Alien 3, I guess, I guess it would have been. Mm-hmm. Um, however, uh, in talking to uh, Empire this week, she re- uh, she put out that she, uh, about, uh, I don't know, sometime recently, she got a 50-page treatment for what would have been an Alien Five hmm. uh, from all the from the original Walter Hill, I believe his name is. He's the producer on like all of the Alien movies, mm-hmm. and uh, her her response to it was, "I don't know. Ridley's gone. Uh, Ridley uh, Ridley Scott has gone in a different direction. Maybe Ripley has done her bit. She deserves a rest." Huh. Kind of sounds like she is uh, just not really on board with Rip uh, with Ridley. Rig- Rid- Ridley. Ridley. I kind of want to say Rigby. Ridley. Uh, she's not really on board with his vision for it anymore. Hmm. It kind of seems like she was super excited about the Neil Bloomcamp one. But, yeah. you know, it kind of maybe she just kind of feels like his story is just tired. And he, you know, he's been talking about still wanting to do that third prequel movie that would tie directly into the beginning of Alien. Yeah. Who knows if that'll ever actually happen? The studios don't really seem like they want it to. They're not really, you know. Right. behind it so who knows but uh, it does not seem like we're going to be getting back uh sigourney weaver in the ripley role ever again that's which a is, bummer it's a bummer but bow out gracefully you know yeah, yeah. on the bright yeah, side i mean that's that's respectable if she's not if she doesn't think that the whatever he's presenting is not up to snuff then sure. you know there's yeah. no sense in just coming back just to do it now, I don't know for sure that that 50-page treatment was written by Ridley Scott himself. Mm-hmm. It was just it was brought to her from Walter Hill. Uh-huh. But I would imagine being that Ridley Scott, I believe, owns the rights to it again that he would have to be attached to it somehow. Yeah. Is my guess. Yeah, at the very but, least um, it made its way made its way yeah, across his desk and he read it, right? She's done a lot of work to get the stink of Alien Resurrection, I think off of people's minds so when they think of ripley they don't think of that anymore uh-huh. <laughs> so maybe you know going back and doing another failure for the character would not be uh not be that great uh let's see here um we're getting a remake of the changeling we did the changeling on the show uh you know a few months a few back week. yeah 
And so this uh, was a few months m- already, something like that. Yeah. It's a movie we both really enjoyed. Yeah, but we're getting a we are getting a remake. Uh, a guy named Anders Engstrom, who did uh, what? It sounds familiar. Anders Engstrom. Did we just he did, watch one of his? Movies uh, he did recently? a movie called Taboo and a movie called Hannah, uh, and a movie mm. called C. I've heard of Hannah before, but I've not seen any of those. Uh, he will be directing it. My question is, but why? <laughs> but, but why? Why? Why do we need a remake of that movie? It's the most cliched like original for its time but now every trope in that movie is so cliched what's the point of redoing it it's just a ghost story yeah it's like they're doing it it was already really well done so and and you know they're going to change everything about it so they're really just doing it for the name and that's it yeah yeah any any those are always annoying too when they're just like just stop Sure. Like, don't you're you're basically gonna use it just for the name, just so that it yeah, draws more attention. Like, stop it. Any standard haunted house movie where there's a person that moves into a new house and it's haunted, and they have to figure out why it's haunted. Like, that's literally the story of that movie. Right. That's every ghost story. Ever. Yeah. It doesn't. I just don't feel like this movie needs to be remade no. at all. So, I mean, I'll still watch it. It could be good, but I'd rather watch like the haunting or. House in Haunted Hill or something like that, you know? That's just me. The originals or the remakes? Honestly, I like <laughs> I like all of them. Uh-huh. They're all good. So, all right, let's see here. Uh, Unsolved Mysteries, James. Yeah. Will be returning for a new season on Netflix July 6th. Cool. We got the release. Nice. Um, it's from the original producers as well as the producers of Stranger Things, which hopefully means that all of their reenactments will just look like Stranger Things. Oh, with yeah. demogorgons and weird D and D creatures, like even if it's not about that stuff, I just, I hope they're there. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, the big question is who's going to host? Mm. Because let's be honest, Robert Stack is irreplaceable. We've talked about this many a time. Oh, you got it right. And um, I did. What do you uh, usually call him, Michael my, Stack? <laughs> because of my neighbor. Yeah. Um, we've talked about this many times, uh, but I think they nailed it. I think they nailed it. Who is it? The host is John Cena. <laughs> no one. Oh. They're just not going to have a host, which okay. honestly, I kind of think that might be the smart way to go. Yeah. What? Just, <laughs> what is so funny? <laughs> just in my own head, really quick, I pitched an idea to myself. I'm like, what if they meticulously went through old seasons of, of, uh, of um, Unsolved Mysteries and just clipped his voice together. Oh, that'd be so weird. <laughs> so it's just like, on tonight show, it's <laughs> just like really shoddy, like uh, pasted together, cop- like all all uh, pieced together like a freaking... Uh, they could always, and they could also hire an actor that looks like him, but then they could do like the General Tarkin thing like they did for Star Wars and uh, in Rogue <laughs> One or you know whatever, and just have like, like digitally alter his face to look like Robert Stack. There's gotta be, there's gotta be a guy out there who can do a good... Stack impression. Oh, there's got right? to be. Yeah. Listen, if there's a dude that can pull off uh, uh, Charles Bronson, <clears throat> Chuck Bronson, the way that one guy does in those new movies. Oh, he looks exactly like him. There's got to be a Robert Stack one. Sure. Right? Yeah. Got to be. Anyway, though, uh, that will uh, that will <clears throat> come out on July 6th, so I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, James. Yes? There are a lot of blues to get to. Yeah. So let's do that. Do you even want to hear them? I do. Do you really? I really do, actually. Okay. All right. All right. Um... Oh crap! I I meant to look up the pronunciation of this guy's name because he is all right. Uh, oh, 
I want to say I want to say it's Jorge, Jorge okay. Grau. Okay. If not, it's George. <laughs> <laughs> it's J O R G E, which is typically Jorge. It's either it's either super ethnic or it's just an American that doesn't know how to spell. Well, that's ti- <laughs> that's typically Jorge, right? I think so. Yeah. But I think he's Italian. And Jor- Jorge. Jo- Jorge. Okay. Or Jorge. Horage. <laughs> Horage. Uh, we're just going to call him George. How about George Grau? The living, uh, George Grau's The Living Dead at Manchester Morgue has received a 4K restoration from Synapse Films and is available as a three disc collector's edition Blu ray set exclusively, uh, set which you can get exclusively through the Synapse Films website. Very awesome. The set will feature a 4K restoration from the original 35 uh, millimeter camera negative, audio commentaries. An 89-minute feature-length documentary about the life and career of director George Jorge Jigog, uh, <laughs> whatever we said, uh, Grau. An exclusive CD soundtrack of the original score by Giuliano Sorgini. Sor- Sorgini, I have no idea. Names are hard. <laughs> Italian names are hard. Um, and more, not to mention, not to mention, Mike. The 6,000 unit collector's edition is ready to ride out pandemics, hurricanes, and zombie apocalypse. Thanks in part to its glorious steelbook packaging. Oh, yeah, that shit can survive anything. You could literally, you could like brick the outside of a house with steelbooks. Absolutely. And in and the fu- in the future, in the future, <laughs> the future. The future is now. They start building houses out of steelbook packaging. Uh, they can. I had to watch. Okay, listen. I had to watch. Well, I didn't have to. I watched Batman Begins the other day. Yeah. Right? And I went to my collection, and I it, it dawned on me the only version of that movie I have is a steelbook. Oh, no. Because it was given to me. And I pulled it out, and I went into my room, and I popped it open, put the disc in, and I'm holding this packaging in my hand. And I literally, like... Did you gag a little? I, I literally <laughs> had this... this, this <laughs> This weird emotional response to holding this thing in my hand. Like you were like, pissed off? Where I was like, my hand started shaking. I just, go, I just go, threw it down. I hate I hate him so much. I don't know why. That is, it's the most ridiculous thing in the world. That is, I just hate them. That is excessive. Like, they make me uncomfortable to be around. I'm not even kidding. How I many, own a couple. How, how many do you have? I, I own like three or four. Oh, wow. But like... I just, I just fucking hate them. And the very next day, I went on eBay and I bought this nice, awesome collector set of Batman Begins just so that I can get rid of my my steelbook. That's fantastic. I just, I hate them. All right. Next up, Falchi for Fake, uh, which is an interesting look into the life of director Lucio Falchi by way of a part document documentary, part biopic approach, which will be hitting the U.S. courtesy of Severin Films. Uh, the biopic portion will feature actor Nicola Nocella as Lucio Falci, and the documentary portion will feature interviews with, here we go, there's a bunch of Italian names, uh, Fabio Frizzi, that one's easy enough. Fabio. Uh, Fabio, Fabio Frizzi. Uh, Michelle Romagnoli? Romagnoli? Or Romagnoli? Ravioli? Uh, <laughs> a nice ravioli. Uh, Sandro Bittetto. Enrico Venzina, Sergio Salvati, Michel so- Suave. Uh, I, I always mess, Michel mess Suave, up. yeah, he's Suave. Uh, so, Suave. He um he's the guy that directed uh, Cemetery Man, which is yeah. like, easily my favorite Italian horror movie ever. I'm not a huge Italian guy, but like that movie, mwah, it's beautiful. 
Cool, man. Love it. Cool, man. Love it. Hey, it's cool, man. Uh, Love it. Paolo Melko Baron. This could either be Berenice or Berenice. Berenice sounds cooler. Berenice Sperano and David Pulici. David Pooley. What the? Yeah, yeah. Stop. Yeah, stop. Stop churching this shit up, Italians. Stop, stop being so Italian. So we got Fabio Frizzi, Michelle Romagnoli, Sandro Batetto, Enrico Vanzina, Sergio Salvati, Michelle Sovi, Paolo Melco, Berenice Sperano, and David Pool. David, would you say David Pooley? David Poolside. I, I mean, no disrespect by this. What? But I swear to God, if I would have just walked into this conversation, I swear you would have just been reading off like spaghetti sauce names. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Like, isn't Bertelli? Like, isn't Bertelli? Uh, uh, Bert- Bertoli. Bertoli. Yeah, it's a spaghetti sauce name. <laughs> it's, a, it's a spaghetti sauce. <laughs> so it's a, <laughs> no, but I didn't say Bertoli. Didn't you? Wasn't no, there, there was like a. a Potato? Yeah, potato, whatever. <laughs> I would just love it if you're watching this documentary and like all these people are talking or whatever, and then it just cuts to a jar of spaghetti <laughs> with like a voiceover. <laughs> It'd be amazing. Uh, our apologies to uh, anybody in Italy listening to this. Uh, keep no, going. We, I gotta plug we, my We uh, don't apologize really. Pre orders for this release will be available starting June twenty sixth. Uh, the Shudder exclusive five-part documentary series, Cursed Films, which explores the myths and legends behind some of Hollywood's notoriously cursed horror film productions, will be headed to DVD and Blu-ray this coming August, courtesy of RLJE Films. Uh, so if you've, uh, if you've ever heard any of these weird stories surrounding uh, the episodes are Poltergeist, The Omen, The Exorcist, The Crow, and Twilight Zone, the movie... Um, and you want to know more about those those weird stories? You can if you don't already have Shutter, which I've watched is the whole silly. series. The whole series is absolutely. It's. It, I'm not going to say the word absolutely. I say that way too much. Absolutely, show. it's incredible though. It it's is a, so good. What's that awful thing that you said that one that one day? It is a something it's an absolute tr- treat. An absolute treat. Oh, no, God. that show really is an absolute Gross. treat though. It's it's, oh. it's 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 great. It's so good. Um. If you don't already have Shutter, which you you know should because it's five dollars, and if you don't, you're stupid. Uh, then this this will this release will be for you. So uh, go ahead and pick it up. Next up, Blue Underground will be bringing the 1971. Why are you touching my thigh? That's weird. Blue Underground will be bringing the 1971 erotic vampire. Of course, of course, <laughs> yeah, of course. When I'm talking about erotic vampires. Uh, 1971 erotic vampire flick Daughters of Darkness to 4K Ultra HD later this year, packed with extras like interviews with director Harry Kumel, uh, Danielle Umit, or Wimet, and co-writer and producer Pierre Drouot. <laughs> Too many vowels in that. There's, <laughs> there's three vowels in a row. Get out of here with that garbage. Just have a normal name. Why can't people just have normal names? Like Frank. Yeah. It's good. It's a good, strong name. Yeah. It's the last name. Pierre's fine. I don't care about that. That's fine, Pierre. But Drew out. <laughs> How do you say your name, Pierre? <laughs> just put a... Switch these two letters and put a... Yeah, you could turn it into dugout if you wanted to. Uh, all right. Beetlejuice. 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 Oh, Beetlejuice. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. 
Uh, according to Amazon, a deluxe edition 4K Ultra HD gift set of the 1988 classic will be available on September 1st. Uh, there's no rundown of the special features yet, but from the teaser, we do know that the set will include a special edition gift box, collectible chalk, <laughs> which, I, which I find delightful. When I pre-ordered this, I looked at it because I already pre-ordered it. Yeah. Um, because I, I only have the DVD version of Beetlejuice. My disc is a little bit scratched, mm -hmm. so I've been mean to upgrade it regardless since I saw this. It's only like 50 bucks, which yeah. for, for a deluxe package, this is for like a collectible you know, box set, that's pretty cheap. It's only one movie, but yeah. it's still pretty cheap. Um, yeah, but I saw that collectible chalk, and I'm like, yeah. really? They're, it's they're literally stretching just two here. sticks of chalk. They're, they're really, really stretching. Uh, collectible chalk, a quote-unquote Beetlegeist poster, and a glow-in-the-dark patch. Um, there will be a 4K Ultra HD disc, a Blu-ray disc, and a digital code. And last, but certainly not least, Event Horizon. I really shouldn't have to say anything other than that, right? Event Horizon. Just go get it. Pick it up. What you watching? Oh, I'm sorry. There's... Look at this, babe. She's... Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Uh... <laughs> sorry, we're watching uh, Deathgasm. All right. Event Horizon. You want it? Scream Factory's got it, baby. September 29th. Paul W.S. Anderson's 1997 space horror flick is coming to Collector's Edition Blu-ray. And the one thing everyone wants to know about this upgraded and definitive blu-ray release as they call it is will it uh will it include the much talked about but never before seen additional footage from the director's cut which i have also a theory about has this. Ever seen. i have a theory about this yeah so the film exists yes uh, paul ws anderson uh he said a while back uh who was this? Uh, whatever company owns the rights to it they put out uh a special edition version of it mm -hmm. um and right around the time that was coming out somebody uh, who it was a producer or an editor, somebody came across a VHS tape with the original director's or original work print cut on it. Yeah. It has all that missing goodness that everyone's wanted for so long on right. it. Um, now, it, it would need to be finished, and it's only VHS, so the quality might not be the greatest. Mm -hmm. That being said, they've Scream Factory has done wonders with just VHS footage. Like, look at Nightbreed. Uh, look at Exorcist 3. They had only VHS footage of a lot of that stuff, mm -hmm. and you can barely tell. Right. You know, I mean, you can tell if you're looking for it, but like, if you're just watching it and you're just, it, it, it can go by you and you can't even tell a quality difference. Right. I think they have more than enough to work with. And so when they put out this announcement, they basically asked if anybody has leads on. Well, here, I, I've got the real quote, oh, the okay. actual quote. Um, So they said, new extras are in progress and will be announced on a later date. Scream Factory adds, we can confirm today that we are doing a new 4K scan of the film. As for any much inquired about additional footage, in addition to what's being presented on prior releases, uh, we are looking into it as best we can. We welcome any leads you may have alongside our efforts. Yeah, so that almost makes it sound like they don't have access to it yet, but they're trying to find it. I don't think that they would be putting this out if they didn't have it. Like this is one of those movies where there's no point in putting this out yeah. unless you have it because the uh, in all fairness the special edition that came out is a really really good edition. There's yeah, tons gonna, of extras on it. I was like, going to say why even because if you put this out and you don't have it, exactly, people are going to be like, eh. it's it, it's going to be a wasted opportunity. Right. So I think that they already know they have enough to work with, and they're putting <laughs> that out to either a bait people into thinking they might not have it just for the big reveal, or right. they really are looking for better stuff just in case 
somebody has something, which sure. I doubt anybody does. Yeah. But um, I think they already have it. I think they're already working with it, and that's that's all there is to it. Well, all right, all right, all right. That is it for blues. All right. Uh, so we have a lot of Evil Dead he- uh, Evil Dead news here. Uh, first off, this summer, the greatest movie ever made is returning to drive-in theaters, James. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, one place I have not seen Evil Dead is at a drive-in, which is where it made its initial debut and everything else, right? So uh, Saturday the 13th in Maine will be its first showing. And it's going to be kind of traveling across the country from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so keep uh, keep looking it up um, on news sites, I guess, or wherever it is they're going to have it. Uh, but they're going to keep posting new dates as it goes. So cool. I cannot imagine that Detroit's not going to get a date. Oh, that would be... That would be blasphemous. Ridiculous, yeah. yeah. So when it comes, we're going. <clears throat> of course. Or, or your wife might let you out of the house for two nights in a row. Like like a literal trip away from home to go down to Illinois because on July what where is it uh, in July on the I don't have it in front of me I am cool totally man unprepared hey cool here man. it is good... uh, July tenth and the eleventh it's a Friday night and a Saturday night mm-hmm. Bruce Campbell will be hosting live at a drive-in theater uh, in. At the Midway Drive-In Theater in Dixon, Illinois, he's going to be doing a Q&A and hosting screenings. The first night is going to have Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2, and then the second night is going to have Army of Darkness, and he's going to be doing a full-on Q&A at the Drive-In Movie Theater for both nights, and they're going to be simo uh, streaming the Q&A onto the actual drive-in board. Oh, cool. So you can see it from your car and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. That's awesome, and I really want to go to it. (laughs) That. And you should... They buy her extra flowers or something like that, and sweet talk your wife into letting you go for a night. Or two here's nights. here's the deal <laughs> that just like with any other like concert tickets or anything, will sell out so fast, and you'll immediately have to go to a secondhand market and pay quadruple the price. But if it doesn't, if it doesn't, but if it doesn't, James, she's she's going to be upset that you think that she wouldn't want to go to this. Did it ever dawn on her that maybe I don't want her to go to this? Did it ever dawn on you that maybe I don't even want, want her do- to go to it? <laughs> <laughs> Took the words right out of my mouth. <clears throat> uh, anyway, though, that's just really cool, though. So if you're in the uh, the Illinois area, the Dixon, Illinois area, or you can, it's a you know a short drive or whatever. This is gonna be like a once in like this generation, I think. What? <laughs> just Dixon, Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> hey man uh, i'm five i'm sorry hey dicks are in illinois um no illinois is a lovely place uh but yeah if yeah, you're that's if why you're, i put my dick in it <laughs> if you're around there though uh this would be something to not miss um and they're also showing not the original 16 mil print of evil dead they're showing the 4k um the new grindhouse 4k version that has the new soundtrack oh cool uh that's why well, can't i think of his name did the guy that did uh Oh, this is, oh I, I can't think of his name. But, wow, super fan uh, Joe DeLuca. Here. Joe DeLuca. Mm. There we go. Got it. Uh, he redid, he did that uh, vinyl release of Evil Dead uh, Remastered, mm-hmm. like reimagined, and they put that new soundtrack over top of the old movie. Cool. Uh, so they're going to be showing that, that version of it. All right, last bit of Evil Dead news here uh, before we get to the uh, tofu here is uh, we have a name for the new Evil Dead movie. Oh, Right, so I'm not a big fan of it. I'll be honest with you. Um, the new movie is going to be called Evil Dead Now. 
I I don't know that I'm sold on it. <laughs> uh, you know me and the world's like biggest Evil Dead fan. Yeah, maybe not the biggest, but like, um, and I'm and I'm sure I will love it. It's you know it's from the same guys, all the, all the guys are producing, uh, and this is going to be a, as far as I can tell, it is going to be a fourth entry in the original franchise. However, they're not going to have Ash in it. Mm-hmm. You know, Bruce Campbell retired from the role. He's not Ash is not going to be in it. Yeah. And from my understanding, it's going to be um what is going on here? What? That oh, was, that, oh, that, that was, here. was my computer. Oh, see, I, I plugged mine in. Um no, uh, Ash is not going to be in it and it's going to be a totally new story, I guess. Uh Bruce Campbell broke the news. He goes, uh it's called Evil Dead Now. Uh Sam Hand Oh, uh, the director is uh this guy named Lee Cronin who did a movie called The Hole in the Ground. Which oh. we did for the show, and we really liked. I like that movie. Yeah. So it says here, Sam handpicked Lee. Uh, he did a cool movie called The Hole in the Ground. We're going to get that sucker out as soon as it's practical. From this point forward, they all, uh, as in the Evil Dead movies, they all have to kind of stand on their own, which is fine and liberating. You could have different heroes, different heroines in this case. Um, ooh, did he just let that leak? That it's going to be a woman. Hmm. Different heroines in this case. Mm. Talking about the new movie, mm-hmm. could be. Uh, this one's going to be a little more dynamic. We just want to keep the series current, uh, and the mantra really is that our heroes and heroines are just regular people, and that's what they're going to continue. Mm. So it kind of seems like they're going to continue this, the 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 world of Evil Dead, just with different people, I guess, picking up the mantle. Yeah. So we will see. I don't know that I'm totally sold on it yet. Yeah, I'm not crazy about that name either. It's just it's Wait, it's like it's the, it's like the it's like Halloween it's like the kills. Two, yeah, Hall- that's what Halloween I was just going to say. Ends. Yeah, I, I just think they're dumb names. It's like just tacking on us like one more word is just yeah. just just do better, you know? <laughs> just be better. Yeah, it would have been better if they called it like this Evil Dead, you know? No, that's, that's a terrible su- name that too. Sucks too. But it's better than Evil Dead now. You know what else sucks? That's, this. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> I'm, Told you. I'm holding a I'm holding a steel book right now. Doesn't it just piss you off? It's like, well, I don't know and what then, it is and about. And then it. this too. There's nothing in it. There's just fuck. It. This didn't come with an insert. No. That just came like this. Yes. This is just. This is just outrageous. <laughs> Are you finally jumping on my on my bandwagon? I've never really cared that much, but <laughs> yeah, this this sucks, man. It's, steel books suck. I'm sorry. I mean, I get it's durable. You know. What, like what it's gonna last your, a long time. What are you doing with your DVDs that you need them to be made out of steel? It's just you get like the your bent, Blu-rays. you get like the bent corners and stuff. I mean, all of your stuff is in pretty good shape, but you could get bent corners and shit like that's, that on their slip covers. But. That's why you do what I do down in that binder down there. Yeah, yeah I don't know if you've ever seen that. No. I actually have you know all the the paper that comes on like the backs of sets and all that. You know, yeah, I have them laid flat in protective sheets in a binder. That so is that, so that they don't get beat up. That's incredibly excessive. I take care of my shit, dude. I take care of my shit. What kind so of shit? weird. I know. Yeah, but this is awful. It's I hate them. This is this sucks. Does it, does it give you? Does it does it give you like a visceral well, it's response? Got like that matte finish on they it. They all too. do. Like, they all do, dude. Even gross, my Evil dude. Dead one down there. I fucking hate it. I'm gonna kill you. Because I, I don't like this. I I, I wouldn't blame <laughs> you. Because you did this to me. Okay, well, we're going to take a so quick break. I'll be back with the tofu. I might be dead. Mike will be dead. <laughs> I'm going to real quick learn how to use Reaper. <laughs> oh, James, you peaked at some point. Oh, no. What'd you do? It's just that, it's that booming baritone of mine. <laughs> uh, anyway, like I said, we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to we're gonna talk about a hooker. going to talk about some hookers. I mean... 
Linnea Quigley. <laughs> That's what I meant. I think she'd be okay with that. I think she'd laugh. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Hookers. <laughs> the best. <laughs> the best intro into into a tofu section you've ever done. That was a question, though. Oh, James. well, there was... So it should have oh, been... Okay. Hookers? Hookers? <laughs> <laughs> how, do you, how do you feel... How do you feel about hookers, James? How do I feel about them? How do you them? feel about hookers? Just trying to, just trying to earn... Ladies, a, ladies of the night. Just trying to earn a living, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think that I think that uh I think the prostitution should be legalized. I actually do 100%. The idea that it's illegal is mind-boggling to me. Yeah. And I really don't understand it. That's silly. As long as listen. You know, make sure make sure you're safe and like you're not spreading and disease if, everywhere. But if so it was legal, be... if it was legal, they could actually like test that, you know. Yeah. You could go to your HR I mean, you can <laughs> still. I mean, you can still get tested all the time as a, well, yeah. a hooker if but you if want. You, but if you go to HR, you're like, I think I got bugs in my bush. But you know, like, they can take care of that. But it's like, if I want to, like, if you're, if you're good at something, never do it for free, right? Un- unless you're doing it with me. Jokers, the Joker said that, <laughs> and he was killing people. <laughs> These chicks aren't killing people; they're just banging them. Just let them bang people, you know. I uh, I personally don't. I don't. I don't personally condone it. I don't personally not condone it. I don't I don't I don't think I would ever visit a prostitute. I don't think that I would I either. That I don't think said, that I would be comfortable with any of the females in my family being prostitutes. No. Well I But that's not but but that's those are just my moral hang ups. But girls should be but whether or anybody not, should be able to go out and do anything that they want. Whether or not you're comfortable kill, with... Go kill a go kill a guy. I don't care. Whether <laughs> whether or not you're comfortable with anybody in your family doing it though is completely irrelevant because they can do whatever they want. Irrelevant. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that if I was younger, like I'm in my mid thirties, hell, I'm almost forty, which means I'm like five years away from the grave. But you are not almost forty. What are you talking about? But um I think that if I was in my young twenties, right? And I was like a single strapping young lad, and I was in Vegas where everything's legal. <laughs> I'm, I'm, all I'm saying is that I think 22 year old Mike could have been talked into it. You would have gone out to the Bunny Ranch. <laughs> I'm just saying, I could have probably been talked into it back then. And, 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 hey, man. and, and here's the thing though what a hell of a story to have the rest of your life provided that you don't have something else for the rest of your life. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, if you came away from it completely unscathed, what a hell of a story! I guess <laughs> until one day when you got a wife and kids, and 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 you and you tell young Johnny one day, like, "Hey, man!" Oh, I'm not naming my kid after John. <laughs> oh yeah, you tell young Jimmy one day. <laughs> you know, there was. <laughs> let me tell you about the time I paid for sex. <laughs> I don't know why you're telling your kid that that story, but you know, you get you get half of a bottle of tin cup in you and. Who knows what kind of stories you start telling? He's twelve. <laughs> the other half a tin cup is in him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, 
You are a bad parent. <laughs> this is why I don't have kids. You don't even have kids yet, and you're already a bad parent. Which is shocking because I'm already better a parent than some people we know. But that's a whole. That's a <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> they don't listen to this. Whatever. Yeah, um, okay, Hollywood chainsaw hookers. James, I asked you about hookers. How do you feel about chainsaws? Chainsaws. I am. I am staunchly for pro chainsaw. I, I agree. Pro chainsaw. Yes. Pro chainsaw. Pound it. <laughs> Pound it. In fact, um, if I were, that would be my platform that I was running on. If I were running for sort some sort of public office pro chainsaw there's okay not to i we, we have to get to the movie but i do got to say this if there was a, a legit business you opened up in vegas where where you know uh, brothels were, were legal and it was literally called hollywood chainsaw hookers yeah right and you could be a dude that could get fucked by a chick <laughs> while she's wielding a chainsaw Dude, there's money in this. I'm telling you, there's money in this. Like, there are some dudes that would be like, like the thrill that they could possibly die is thrilling to some people. Yeah, you know, it's the, it, like base jumpers would love it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like people that literally throw their bodies off like, of giant cliffs. Like on the off season when you're not jumping off of cliffs. Yeah, you're, it's, it's you're, you're banging chicks with it's, chainsaws. It's like it's the extreme sport of prostitution. It's. <laughs> There's money in this, is all I'm saying. Uh, if you say so. All right. Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers uh, uh, from 1988, directed by Fred Olin Ray. Fred Olin Ray um, did a lot of softcore pornography oh. in his life. Okay. Uh, uh, look up his IMDb. It's it's chock full of... I don't know if... I, you know, I take it back. I don't know if it was actually softcore porn, but it was definitely the, you know, girls... Girls with the Jubblies out kind of movies, you know, from the 80s. You mean like this movie? Skin flicks. Skin, yeah. Yeah, skin flicks. Not yeah. quite pornos or anything no, like that, but kind of stuff skin flicks. Kind of stuff you'd see on Showtime late nights. Yeah, this movie definitely... Uh, he also did, a, he also did, and you'd be interested in this, he did a fair amount of wrestling. Did he really? Yeah, for the uh, ACW. I don't know what that is. Uh, I don't know what that is either because I am not a wrestling fan. But sounds like sounds like he was he was real uh, real good at it. He was the uh, what did <laughs> they was call he actually it? A, a performer? Or? Yeah, why the fuck can't why can't I find his? Uh, I don't know. He was. He went under the name. I saw it earlier. Damn it. Why can't I? Wow. Well, here I'm going to continue yeah, go on ahead, while you're looking for that. Um, yeah, Fred Olin Ray though he's he's done a lot of stuff in his life. He did. Uh, if you look at look at his IMDb, he did a lot of other um, genre flicks as well. So he was not super well known, but the dude loved his trash flicks. Yeah. And that this movie is a grade A trash flick. And has, it's my favorite kind of movie. He has an independent wrestling promotion called ACW where he wrestles under the name Fabulous Freddie Valentine. That sounds really familiar. I thought so too. I mean, there's Greg the Hammer Valentine. Greg the Hammer. You know? Um, but obviously it's not the same guy, but that, that name sounds familiar. I'm going to look into this later. Um, anyway, uh, synopsis here. You have a detective embarks on a mission to track down a woman in LA's seedy nightclubs only to come face to face with a bloodthirsty cult of lethally beautiful prostitutes. Uh, is he the next victim of the Hollywood's demented chainsaw hookers? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. I Um, love how this, this movie is set up like a hard boiled cop. Oh my God. It's my favorite. So funny. if if 
knowing that Fred Olin Ray did do a lot of like skin flicks and whatnot and were basically borderline softcore porns, it makes a whole lot of sense because the very first shot of this movie is this prostitute who's in like police custody and she's giving a statement. And it literally looks like That's his wife, by the way. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Nice. It literally looks like though the, that scene should end with like her taking off the pants of the detective and fucking him. Like it's it's a porno. It's a porno is all I'm saying. Like that is the beginning of a porno. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's in the writing. It's like it's, wait, oh, it's everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like because it, a scene like that could show up in any movie, really. But it's in the writing and the delivery. It's like oh okay. There this, are this might be a porn. Both of these movies boasted some of the greatest lines I think in cinematic <laughs> history. Like uh, there's one there's one line it's like Bo, you can tell me how to uh, or, or or can you tell me how they sink those big girders and all that wet cement? <laughs> like, what? Uh, oh, it's well, great! You, you, it's amazing. You only you only like me because you think I know how to pound <laughs> pound nails. because <laughs> oh, I know how to pound nails, pound those nails, and it's I bet like, you pound a bunch of them today. Like, the and there's fuck? there's another line later on where the uh, the detective gets knocked out and he wakes up and he's in his monologue narration is going, "If my head wasn't hurting so much, I'd have sworn that I was in heaven, heaven for guys who like big tits." <laughs> <laughs> greatest line ever the very last line in the movie he says he's he's talking about uh linnea quigley's character sam samantha right yep and he's he's talking about how he's gonna keep her around for he's like i'll I'll let i'll let her stay on let her stay on as a uh, secretary he's like because you know i need a secretary like a hole in the head but she seems like a nice kid and she's got a great set of tits and that's the last (laughs) line in the movie i'm like wow i I love how this movie. I feel there are some people that could be like offended by this movie, like it's so misogynistic and this and that. I mean, they'd be missing the point that it's supposed to be. Like it's 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 intentionally supposed to be as outlandish as they could possibly make it. Like that's the whole point of this. These are my absolute favorite types of of movies. They are. They are. I wish that I could make these movies like day in and day out. Like this is my bread and butter. I love it so much. It's they're awful. They're stupid. They make me laugh, and I don't know. Like, there's just there's no there's no reason for them to be good. So if they turn out to be good, it's like a bonus, <laughs> you know. Oh um, uh, boy, it's it's kind of like how I hope people look at me when they're dating me. Like, there's no expectations at all. If it happens to be good, oh, it's a bonus. Yeah, you know that's all. Um, so here's the thing, <laughs> which most 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 women are let down. Yeah, right. <laughs> Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers, uh, starring Gunnar Hansen, who played Leatherface in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, you can't have you really can't have a chainsaw movie without Gunnar Hansen. Right? No, no. And let me tell you what bombshell performance, bombshell. <laughs> so, so bad. Go back to uh, go back to movies where you don't have any lines. <laughs> yeah, he's. Uh, I love Gunnar Hansen, but that's this is not his. Uh, not his greatest performance here. You have Linnea Quigley who plays Samantha. Samantha is the girl that the detective is looking for. Um, let's see here. You have uh, John Henry Rich- Richard- Richardson who plays Jack Chandler. If that's not a porn name, I don't know what it is. Jack Chandler. Jack Chandler. Jack Hammer. <laughs> Jack Chandler, <laughs> private dick. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see here. You have a bunch of other uh, hookers. Uh, <laughs> You have Lori, Mercedes, Lisa, played by uh, Don Wildsmith, uh, Michelle Bauer, and Esther Elise. Um, am I the only one off of, uh, you know who Lisa was? Yeah. Am I the only one that was getting crazy Dana DiLorenzo vibes? 
Dana DiLorenzo. She was in Ash vs. Evil Dead. She was the chick. Oh. Um, got crazy <clears throat> Dana DiLorenzo vibes. Yeah, from I her. could definitely see that, but she's not as attractive as Dana DiLorenzo. Wasn't saying that. But the vibe, sure. But the vibe, yeah. She yeah. just kind of reminded me of her a lot. Um, yeah, I like this movie a lot, dude. It's it's stupid. It's fun. It's Char- Charles O'Hare was in this movie. He had a small part as a lab tech. Charles O'Hare was, he, and he's he's pretty well known these days. Um, and he was in a movie that we just watched not long ago. What the hell was it? I don't know. Uh, well, he's in he's in uh, American Horror Story. Oh, okay. You just watched American Horror oh, Story, the, right? He was he wasn't the melty guy. Yeah, melty he's the guy, guy with the melty face. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wasn't something because because we were talking about exactly that. Yeah, what did we just watch recently that he was in? I don't remember. You would yeah. need to look it up. Oh. And it would be very apparent but no that's okay it doesn't matter it doesn't matter um um yeah i so i had never seen this movie before we so we watched this on youtube you watched it literally earlier today this is interesting yeah mike mike sent me earlier in the in the week he says uh oh this one's on youtube so we're we're all set it was the great doesn't own it and we didn't know where we could rent it or anything like it was the really good hd version that was just put on blu-ray recently like it was an awesome version of it and so mike watched it on tuesday I watched it today, like this morning, mm-hmm. and we go to pull a quote for the the show tonight. The intro for the intro, and Mike's like, "Why isn't this popping up on on YouTube? I can't find it anywhere." So I was like, "Oh well, I'll go to the actual link that you sent to me." Gone. The page has been deleted. They it's, literally pulled it's, it. Like it's almost like hours it, after you watched. It, it was kismet. They put <laughs> they. They created this page. Somebody out there knew that we needed to watch this movie this week. So they created the page, put this movie up there, and then deleted it as soon as we were done watching it. Hey, I was telling James, I almost wonder if it's like, did us watching it trigger something? Because who else is watching it? You it might have gotten flagged or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I was wondering, did I accidentally hit the flag button? Did I hit the report button on accident? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's possible. Because, um, I mean, it does have, it's got a lot of nudity. Which yeah. I didn't think was allowed on YouTube. YouTube's got tons of nudity all over it, though. That's weird. I don't. It, did it? Didn't it used to not have? Wasn't that one of their rules that you yeah. couldn't show nudity? It did, but there's so many things uploaded on a daily basis that oh, yeah, they can't keep track of that shit. Um, I doubt they go out of their way for it to to whatever. But anyway, back to the movie. Um, <laughs> I I love this movie. I thought it was uh. A breath of fresh air in terms of just watching a movie that just didn't give a shit, you know. <laughs> yeah. like there's some there's something about it that is um, attractive to me, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know. Like I said, I love these kind of just trashy, low budget, fun splatter films. Yeah. Uh, the the splatter was immense too. Lots of blood, lots of Elvis juice, if you will. Some of them, <laughs> some some movies, uh, Elvis juice. Yes, lots of Elvis juice. Uh, some of these movies try to they try too hard to be good mm-hmm. you know what i mean like but this movie was very self-aware oh yeah like it it knew it knew exactly what it was so it was it was a, a good laugh most of the time you know what i mean and but the actresses still play, you know they still played it pretty straightforward at times when they needed to and that's the thing about linnea quigley she's actually really good like she's 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 not terrible you would expect her to be way worse in these types of roles and you can tell that the way that she's acting is almost purposefully done yeah 
Like but, it's supposed to be super corny. But she's still the best one in the movie. Like, and it's almost like it's done on purpose, which makes me wonder if she actually is a really good actress underneath all this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'd love to see. I would love. I would love to see her back in the '80s do an actual serious role and see how well she did in it. You know? What? I mean, because she's done a lot of movies. What? Uh, like, what's her? What's her biggest movie? Probably. Oh God! Well, Night of the Demons, which we're talking about next, has one of the most uh, uh, talked about scenes with the whole lipstick thing. Yeah, that's pretty well known. Um, <clears throat> she did a workout video that's worth a shit ton on eBay. <laughs> um, uh, she was in Return of, Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, that that's probably one of her bigger roles too. She uh, played Trash, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Um, she was in Jacko. I know that Jacko. Jacko. What is that? That's a Halloween movie about like a killer Jack Lantern. <laughs> don't okay. ask me. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I don't, I don't know exactly what would be her her biggest role, but well, she was just she was one of those screen queens from the from the late eighties that she was just in a lot of stuff. Like around like eighty eight, eighty nine, mm-hmm. she was in a ton of stuff, mm-hmm. and then she just continued working throughout the nineties, just in these a lot of these low budget. You know, she had a niche mm-hmm. and she exploited it, and it was not in a bad way, but you know, she she was in a ton of movies back then. Yeah. And she earned her her status as Scream Queen because she's actually really good in these movies. You know, she's exactly what they're supposed to be. Um, and yeah, I, just kind of, I feel like I'm repeating that line over she's now. Act- but. She's actually got, I'm looking at her IMDb right now. She has uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 films that she's in currently that are still in pre-production well, there you go. or filming. There you go. And she's, I think she's in her 60s now. 14 credits just that are still in production. And then beyond that, she's got, so she has 100, so she's, 167 credits altogether. Yeah. yeah she's, so. She works. Mm-hmm. That's that's for damn sure. Um, okay. So, movie starts off. You have, uh, you have the detective. He's doing his whole detective bit after the chick in the beginning with the uh, the chains. It's a great opening line. She's in that like that porno setup or whatever, and like, oh, how do you feel about chainsaws and this and that? And, like she's she's going on. She's describing how she laid, you know, she met this John or whatever, and she brought him back to her place. And she's telling him what and what'd you do next? And what'd you do next? And then she's like, and then I got the chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's 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 a great opening. Um, so yeah, so we meet up with the detective. He's like, he's doing the whole grizzled detective bit, telling his backstory. You know, he's like, ah, I've met this chick, and I was hired to. I don't normally find. I'm used to finding people, not pieces of people. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great line. Um, and you know, he's just kind of giving the rundown of, of what he was hired to do. He was hired by this girl Samantha's family because she ran off, right? Mm-hmm. So he was hired to find her. In your opinion, how old is Samantha supposed to be in this? She says how old she is. Well, she says how old she is. Yeah. Because she ain't 21. <laughs> you don't think so? Not at all. Why not? Not at all. Why not? Because the whole, th- the whole thing, when he asks how old she was, she goes, 21. Oh, do you have any ID on you? No, I forgot my wallet. Like, it's a very convenient, like, I can't prove to you that I'm that age because I don't have it. Like... I don't well, think she well was it didn't. It didn't stop him from banging her. So that's why I'm wondering. Like this was pretty. It was pretty weird towards the end. I'm just gonna go ahead and assume that she was telling the truth, just for my own peace of mind. I'm gonna assume the opposite because it makes it more dangerous. <laughs> I like to live dangerously. Okay. Wait, wait, that sounds bad. That sounds bad. <laughs> Not that way. Yeah. Um. 
So he goes, uh, he goes out, uh, and he's he's trying to track down Samantha. Mm. He goes out and he does his detective duties, uh, and he ends up basically f- uh, finding out that there is a a cult of chainsaw worshiping prostitutes led by Gunnar Hansen, <laughs> who have what looks like an Egyptian temple in the back of a storage unit somewhere. It's <laughs> help me out here. And he and he actually he actually ties because because the uh because the the private eye he's like what why chainsaws like you, did you those weren't around back in the 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 days of your Egyptian gods and stuff like that mm-hmm. and he I can't remember what he tells him but he essentially tries to say like yes there were primitive chainsaws and now it's the yeah, you know, like those are that's what we worship is the, it's the chainsaw. chainsaws of the gods. Yeah, <laughs> so stupid. Like, and then there's the scene at the end where uh, the the bartender, played by a guy named Dookie Flyswatter, <laughs> he comes in, he comes in and uh, pops open a couple of cans of motor oil and pours them into a bowl, and then he goes to, like, all the new recruits of the cult, and they all take a sip from the motor oil, and they call it the blood of the gods. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so dumb. <laughs> there's there's a scene at the end where uh, uh, Linnea Quigley's character... So, so, so Linnea Quigley's character, she, um, she actually isn't one of the prostitutes. You come to find out that she's infiltrating them because they killed one of her friends. Yeah. So she's trying to get revenge, right? Mm-hmm. And so her whole plan is to like get indoctrined and then to kill, take them all out with a chainsaw. They, uh, they had her inside this this like weird tomb looking thing at the very end where she comes sarcophagus. out sarcophagus, and she comes out and does a rival dance to Selma Hayek's snake dance. In from dusk till dawn, <laughs> yeah. only it's really awkward and with double fisting chainsaws. I wish we had the clip of Gunnar Hansen introducing it right oh now. Oh my god, dude! Because the whole time, I mean, he's not he's not selling anything in this movie. Gunnar Hansen was basically talking, ta- talking in a. First of all, when you, I'm always surprised whenever I hear Gunnar Hansen talk because. He's got a real soft voice. Yeah, he kind of he kind of <laughs> talks like this, and then he's gigantic, and he's leather face. So you ex- you expect him to you know have yeah. like this grizzled voice like this, and then you you hear him talk about this cult that they're in, and they worship the <laughs> chainsaw, and I'm like, that's not the voice I would picture at all coming from you. <laughs> but he's <laughs> they finally have Jack like tied down, and they're ready to chainsaw him, and then they have. Uh, Gunnar Hansen standing at the front, you know, talking to the god Horus, who is, uh, um, you know, their their deity, and then he goes to introduce Samantha for this double chainsaw. Suddenly, the, he turns into a carny. The dance of the double <laughs> chainsaw, and he's he's like doing this whole he he's doing the whole cult uh, cult leader uh, sh- yeah initiation yep. thing, and like uh, like just really droning on da 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 da, and then he goes. And now, for something truly special, the dance of the double chainsaw. <laughs> He's like a carny announcing like a new ride. Like, <laughs> oh, it was so funny. Oh, it's great. And then she comes out and does the most. Well, he, just I mean, they, I think they were. I think they were real chainsaws. They were, yeah. They and were. she weighs. The time, she weighs though, maybe ninety pounds. Half, so it was like half the time you she, heard the chainsaws running, but if you looked at them, they weren't moving yeah. at all, which uh-huh. I thought was really funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
Um, <clears throat> one of the things that I did read about, though, is that uh, if you notice when she comes out of the sarcophagus, she like stumbles a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's because she was completely lightheaded because she was inside that sarcophagus with, with two, two running, running chainsaws. chainsaws. <laughs> and so all the smoke that comes out of it is real. She was inhaling exhaust. Carbon monoxide. Right? And so she actually stumbles when she comes out because she actually lost her footing because she was like so lightheaded. Oh, yeah, dude. That's um, incredibly dangerous. And then, and then her dance pretty much is representative of somebody who was just in a sarcophagus with a whole bunch of carbon monoxide <laughs> because she basically is just like a like a limp gumby she's just like <laughs> yeah it's not like she's, she's not flailing her arms yeah, a little she's bit sort of every well and i like i said too would linnea quigley's maybe 90 pounds soaking mm. wet and then it, her little tiny arms and she's trying to hold these two chainsaws up and she can't do it at all i will say this uh because as as we do on the show we respect the female form. Oh, do we now? We do. We do. And I will say this. In 1988, at 30 years old, Leanna Quigley. Linnea. God, I knew it. Linnea. <laughs> Fine. She was, man. Babarino. No, no wonder she was so popular. She had she had the looks. She was like perfect for those types of roles. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like she was uh she was happy to do it too. That's that's another thing. She seems like she enjoyed that kind of work. She had fun with it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And that always shows through, I think, in those kind of roles. Mm-hmm. Um and for the type of for the type of era it was back in the eighties, you know, horror movies were synonymous with topless chicks you know whether you whether you want to consider that misogynistic <laughs> or not in today's day and age back then it just was what it was yeah and you know her i was reading about her um her background you know the reason that one of the things that she is known for in a lot of her movies is nudity mm-hmm. well she was doing like nude photography well before she was ever an actress yeah. so when these things came up she was completely comfortable with it right in fact she would bring her parents to uh, she brought her parents to the premiere of this movie because she was so proud of it. <laughs> she said that she didn't bring them to any of her any of the other premieres for her other movies, but she did this one. Um, but she was just she was totally happy. And if you and if I've seen interviews with her today, and she's the exact same person. Just I think she's in early early sixties now. Yeah, like she's the exact same person still. Like she just loves everything about like this type of work, you mm-hmm. know. And it shows. It shows. Like I don't. You know, it's not like there's there's some there's some a- actresses where they'll look back on their earlier career and they're like, yeah, I didn't really want to do that, you know. And you kind of you feel a little bit sketchy for watching it sometimes because yeah. you kind of realize that these directors kind of force people into doing stuff like uh, Cannibal Holocaust, for example. There's the the uh, the, the Faye from that one. Oh yeah, it wasn't really comfortable doing the nudity, mm. but Day Dado basically forced her. Told her that she yeah. had to, yeah. And so it's like you hear stuff like that, you're like, that's real shitty. But then when you get an actress that's just all gung ho about it, it just makes the whole viewing experience that much better, mm-hmm. in my opinion, at least. You know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. What other like favorite parts did you have from this? Um, uh, it's, it's so hard, hard to find. Huh? <laughs> no, there were there were a few that I meant to jot down earlier, and I I didn't because uh, I'm an idiot. Um, there was there was that weird random. I, I kept meaning to look this guy up. The guy who played Hermie mm-hmm. or Herman. Herman. Was he somebody? Like he he was one of those guys who you you see pop up in a movie like this and he's disguised just just shittily enough to to hide the fact that he is somebody else. Like is he a director or something like I that? I don't know that I recognized him. Because he was such a weird character. He was. I don't know that I recognized him. I thought he was just 
a fucking weird dude. He was, you know, a, he was a weird dude. Um, and and the the acting in that part was like when he's taking the pictures of the girls. Like, oh yes, yes. <laughs> oh, hold it, hold it. I'm like, you're not even pointing your camera anywhere near her or using a flash in this dark room. Well, I guess I don't I don't know anything about photography. I don't know if you use a flash in a dark room. Oh, well, you wouldn't. Like you you wouldn't would. for that kind of. Uh, <laughs> but then, for that kind of photography. But then the the moment where she starts to come at come at him is is like one of those troll two oh my god moments. It really He's is. He's like, "Why are you coming near me? Why are you coming near me?" And then she smashes him with the baseball bat. Um, I'm I, taking pictures of you for I sell baseball bats and and you had one of the lines that he said calendars yeah he's, he's, he's like, taking pictures with uh, naked women and baseball bats to give to his clients and one of the things he says is that tons of, like lots of my clients like them and he brings up church people yeah I can say with 100% authenticity that uh, we get nudie calendars from our supplier are you serious 100% 100% it is it is I I'm always like a little bit weird out by it because my boss, my boss is always like gung ho about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, it's such an old school thing to do. Like you don't really hear about that anymore. You know, like back in the day, there was a lot of that. I think back, they're not nudie calendars, but they're real skimpy bikini. bikini yeah. Oh, dude, those are still all over the place. There, I I don't. You don't hear about them that much anymore, though. Nobody uses. I, very few people use physical calendars. That's what I'm anymore. talking Everybody's about. Everybody's got so, a calendar in their pocket. So for a company, though, to still give their clients these like skimpy women in bikini calendars, it's old school. It, it just it, they're like like are you a, are you a company that's living thirty years in the past? <laughs> what are these companies like? What kind of it's companies? Our, it's our it's our uh, janitorial supply company. The the, <laughs> the company that gives us like our our fucking toilet paper and cleaning supplies and all that stuff. They once a year they come by with the fucking the women in bikini calendar. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> real, real skimpy too. Like this isn't this like typical bikinis. Like it's like one millimeter to the left or the right, and you're getting a show kind yeah, of thing. Like um, a couple of pieces of yeah, a it's pieces of dental floss basically. Pretty much, yeah. It, it's, it always it always makes me laugh because I'm like, who does this? Like this is not <laughs> this doesn't exist anymore. It's like it's like this weird snapshot of male chauvinistic like whatever from from the, the bygone era i don't know it's weird oh pretend like you don't like it i never once did i say that like you don't sit there and ogle miss march every once in a while no miss august man oh is it august miss august i just picked my birthday month because i figured you would like her <laughs> and, the I, best. And, and i picked mine <laughs> so there you go no um yeah the um the, the set in the very end of this where the, they were in like the the temple if you will yeah um this was a set that was actually built. Excuse me. These uh, this Elvis juice is. Uh, Elvis juice is. You say coming, this. You say this every single it's week. Coming back to get me here. Maybe um, if you burped like a normal person, it would, it would all come out at once. Ooh. Instead of you doing your like little inhale burps. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm weird, man. Come on. What do you want from me? Uh, no. The um the sets were reused from. Fuck! What was it? Uh, House two, the second story. Oh, really? Yeah. So there. So the it, from best I can tell, I actually put on House two to see if I could figure out what was reused. <clears throat> the best that I can tell is that the you know there's the big bricks in the background that made the walls of the uh, temple. Yeah. That I believe is what they use is the walls, and then they redecorated the the set itself for for their purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I'm like, I'm watching this. I'm like, even the even the temple set, it looked like. 
the set of a softcore porno. Like it really did. <laughs> Nothing looked good about these sets. I'm like, did they use, was this the set that they use on Indiana bones in the temple of Poon? Like, cause I'm pretty sure that's what it was. <laughs> Fairly certain. That's what it was. Um, I also have a note here. Is that, that says, a real porn? It should be. <laughs> I have no idea, but it should be. Um, I have a note here that says, if they paid Gunnar Hansen more than 20 bucks to do this role, I'd be shocked. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty much, you get a $20 performance out of him. Uh, I don't know, dude. I, I love this movie. I really do. I'm going to search it out and pick it up now because I oh, feel like course. I need this. Uh, it's just good trash cinema. <laughs> and sometimes that's what you need, dude. I, the, I, I remember walking through the, uh, the video store when I was younger, seeing specifically the cover to this movie um as as well as several others that i i looked up earlier i can't remember what the hell they are now but um there was always there's always an abundance of these like trashy 80s b movies on Mm -hmm. the shelves at thumb home video it's so funny it's it's uh this cover right here this one's up here with uh with what's her like oh yeah that's the standard it's yeah. the standard cover yeah i i remember seeing Would that you just knock the, over i don't know that was my phone oh, okay that doesn't matter um yeah i got nothing else to add about this though no i, I think it's great i no, think everybody was, should see it um it get some beers in you load it up and, oh for sure and just have a good time with it this would have been this would have been a better wa- better movie to watch together and just like ha- have a laugh while we we can do that now what well yeah well we can't now because it's gone off of youtube but you're oh, yeah. going to pick it up. So. I will. All right. So the other movie we watched uh, starring Linnea Quigley. Got it right, right? No. Not Linnea. Or I don't even know how the hell I say it usually. Um, Leanna. Le- Leanna Quigley, yeah. <laughs> uh, the next movie is Night of the Demons, also from 1988. She did her best work, I think, in 1988. Yeah. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that out there as probably her, her peak year. Sure. Um, this is directed by Kevin Tenney, who did the classic Pinocchio's Revenge. Oh, God. If that tells you anything. Oh, boy. Uh, Ten teenagers party at an abandoned funeral parlor on Halloween night. When an evil force awakens, demonic spirits keep them from leaving and turn their gathering into a living hell. Dun, dun, dun. That actually, that synopsis is way better than this movie. I'm just going to say that. I like this movie. But that synopsis promises much a much better movie than I think what we actually got. Really? Yeah. I, I I do have a, a little it, bit of a problem hits, with it. It hits everything. When it, an evil force awakens, demonic spirits keep them from leaving and turn their gathering into a living hell. That's literally what happens. I agree. I'm, what I'm saying is I just don't know that the execution of the movie was up to the standards of Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. If you're going to sit here <laughs> and tell me that this movie was not better no, than Hollywood Chainsaw <laughs> no, Hookers, was, then I'm leaving. It was 100% better. <laughs> <laughs> This movie is um, great, dude. And this this movie actually has uh, two of my earliest. I, I know I say this a lot. I, I apparently have a lot of early memories of just small parts of horror movies because I've said before that I, my my very earliest memory that I can think of regarding a horror movie was seeing the uh, the the leather belt kill. Oh, in, from Friday. In Friday uh, five. Uh, yeah, I think it's no, not five, six. New beginning. Is it New Beginning? That's, yeah. not, that's not the fake Jason one. Uh, that's not the fake Jason one. That's not a... F- five is fake Jason. I think what you're thinking oh, of is it's it? either four or six. 
I actually don't remember. We should know this. We're, we, t- we're we should terrible know. Dude, there's so many of them, <laughs> and it's hard to it's hard to get them all right. But the leather belt kill us. Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. one of my one of my earliest memories. But also a couple of my earliest memories ever. The kill, actually, a lot of this movie, the biting of the tongue, mm-hmm. the kill uh, in the casket. Oh yeah, yeah. Where the girl gets her neck snapped, and then the guy gets his arm chopped off, and then. Uh, it's funny, like all the stuff that you would think would be really memorable to a prepubescent boy, like the the lipstick going into the nipple. I don't remember that really? from when I was younger. Well, you've talked about that scene on the show before. I've talked about yeah. that scene, like yeah, I I I mean I I saw this movie several times after that initial viewing when I was younger, but um, it was mainly it was mainly that uh because because the uh, the the tongue bite and the the neck snap and the arm chop off, that all kind of happened in the same part of the movie. Yeah. And I think the reason I specifically remember that part of the movie is because I probably made my cousin turn the movie off after that point. Off? Yeah, I was... Why? I didn't, I didn't like horror movies when I was younger. They scared the shit out of me, and I had nightmares and stuff, so... That's fair. So he would always watch them and make me watch them, and then I would usually make them turn them off and then I we feel like the, go catch bullfrogs even, or something. Even watching the, the, the most the most prominent scene of this entire movie clearly is the lipstick scene, right? And even watching it now, even though I've seen it, you know, you know, a handful of times at this point, it's still a weird scene to watch because <laughs> who the fuck how much acid do you have to be on to write a scene where the demonic chick takes the lipstick and just literally pushes it and her whole finger into her nipple? Mm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Where does that come from? I want to know where that thought process comes from. I know. It's such a random, <laughs> weird thing. And it has nothing to do with the story either. Nothing. It's just a one-off scene that someone thought about and wanted to put in the movie. I think it's... <laughs> it, just, it doesn't I, make I, any I sense. I think it's the willingness the, the willingness of Linnea Quigley to... Literally push lipstick into her... Get her bosom. Well, no, it's the willingness of Linnea Quigley to get her boobs out on camera. So they're like, okay, well, we have this scream queen who's willing to show some skin. So let's use that in some mm-hmm. way. And she's also possessed. So what can we do? That's fucking weird. Yeah, you know, and like she's obsessed with her looks and stuff like that. So yeah, let's have her push an entire tube of. Lipstick into her. Nipple. I'll say this though: that scene, if if no other good came from that scene, Linnea Quigley uh, met her husband. <laughs> she married the he's, guy. He saw her do that, and he's like, no, "Wow, she, that's a woman!" Right she there. married the guy that casted her chest oh, for really? for that mold for that scene. Seriously? She married that guy. Yeah, that's hilarious. I don't know if there's. I don't know if they're still married, but she did marry him. Amazing. So. If nothing else, that scene brought some love together, James. Yeah. It was a very it was a very romantic scene. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty intimate moment, you know. It's it's when you're when you're just sit, you're sitting there together not, in the trailer in, or whatever it's and it's not and, intimate, it's into tit. It's a very into tit moment. <laughs> I'm gonna throw I'm gonna, something at I'm you. Walk it's away. So stupid. I'm gonna walk away. <laughs> God, I hate you. <laughs> that's fair. That's totally fair. <laughs> Um, <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, let's see here. You have uh, Amanda uh, or Amelia Kincaid, uh, who plays Angela, uh, Angela and Suzanne, Suzanne played by uh, Linnea Quigley. Uh, they are the two girls that throw the party at the haunted whole, house. Whole house. Yeah. They're like, what's their deal? Are they just kind of like weird chicks that 
wanted to throw a party at a haunted place, or was there a plan <clears throat> to do the seance to invoke the spirits? No, the way it the way it sounded was because um, it's not very clear. <laughs> uh, um, Angela, everybody kind of had heard things about her, like oh, she's this weird chick who practices witchcraft. I think she was probably just like a like a goth chick, and everybody probably. thought she was weird. And so naturally, because she's well, because she does say in the beginning, she's like, "Oh, we're gonna invite all these in. We're gonna scare the shit out of them." Mm-hmm. But she's also she's also going out of her way to like get snacks and stuff. So it doesn't really seem like I don't think her intention was to actually get possessed and then you can't murder summon everybody. demons without some pretzels. That's true. Can't do it. That's true. I've tried. Doesn't, doesn't work. work. No. Nope. Gotta get those dots. <laughs> Gotta get those dots. Gotta get those dots. <laughs> Uh, John sent us something yesterday. They yeah, have like a Southwest saw, version. Of, I don't I care, dude. Dots pretzels, by the way, if you've never had them, I don't even know if they're available outside of Michigan. Michigan, I don't think they are. They're the greatest pretzels so on good. the face of the earth. Just so good. Putting that out there. I don't um, care about that Southwest bullshit though. No, Get out of here. I. It's neither like it's like messing with the Oreo. Stop yeah. messing with the Oreo. Don't get me wrong though. The flavored Oreos are delicious. Shut your fucking But you don't need mouth. them. But you don't need them. Um, okay, so then you have uh, you have Judy and Jay. Judy is the uh, She's she's the high school high school or whatever that's going out with Jay, who's like this uh, hot stuff kind of guy. You know what I'm saying? And she's she's a little she's a little timid, a little uh, reserved, I guess you could say. And Jay is pretty much just looking for some poon. That's pretty much his whole point here. Comes off all suave in the beginning, but you see his true colors come mid movie. See what a dick. Um, you also have uh, Billy. Was Billy was Billy the uh, the greaser-looking dude? No, that was Sal. That was Sal. Okay, I, I got their names messed up. Sal was one... The character of Sal is 100% the real-life version of Johnny Jell. <laughs> oh, dude, totally. <laughs> and I know no one listening to this knows who Johnny Jell is. I worked on a movie, a couple of movies with this guy. He was part of my my film family, if you will, for a while. Yeah. Back when I was making movies. And uh, he was the lead in the... Fred Williamson starring, oof, that's a weird thing to say now, the Fred Williamson starring zombie apocalypse movie we made. Uh, Johnny is the lead, and if you watch the movie, it's on YouTube, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. He's such a douchebag, <laughs> and a terrible actor, hey, and uh, everything else. Hey, and, what, uh, what, are we yeah. gonna, what are we going to do about all these zombies, huh? I mean, if he had played it like that, I would have liked it. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 Johnny Jell. Well, because Johnny Jell actually... Did, what was the movie that he did where he played sort of the hard-boiled Oh, yeah, we, we started. We, didn't, we never finished it. We never finished it. Uh, we did and he talked like two that. parts of it, though, yeah, where he played basically a grizzled private dick or whatever and was the old, like, noir-style detective story. Out of, all the, out of all the gin joints in all the world. Oh, that's exactly what he says. Exactly. Does he say all the gin joints? I'm pretty sure. Wow, I'm you guys sure. made shitty movies, bro. I, I, I didn't write it, dude. Who I, wrote I was, it? Is it one of our friends? Uh... I want to say Vito might have. Ah, crap! I'm sorry. Vito, Vito might have written part of it. I'm sorry, dude. When, when we get done with this podcast, we're watching it. Um, no. Yeah, no, we are. Anyway, though, uh, so you have uh, Sal who plays the. Uh, he's like the the greaser, kind of hard ass friend, I guess, or whatever. That kind of that wants Judy, but like can't get her. Tries to convince her little brother, who is. <laughs> Very fixated on her boobs, by the way. Yes. He pops out of it. The little brother pops out of oh the closet God. and he goes, hey, Wow, he bodacious goes, boobies, sis. <laughs> bodacious boobies, sis. It's a great line. That's a fantastic <laughs> line. But then he says, but then uh, what's his fit? What's his nuts? The fucking, that idiot, uh, was it 
not Billy. Billy was the brother. Jay? Jay, yeah, the boyfriend. Jay comes in and he's like, so are you, are you dating my sister because you really like her or just because she's got big cha Oh, no, 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 uh, Sal. About Sal. No, no, no. When when the when the dude the douche kid he comes in, he says that in front of their mom too, yeah. which I find very funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> before mom offers them some a, turd logs, a, a plate of shit. <laughs> um, but Sal Sal shows up. So here's the thing. At some point in time, you find out that um, Judy had at least gone on one date with Sal. Yeah, and possibly even had sex with him. So yeah, that that that's a complete that's a completely unbelievable scenario, with how Ju- with how Judy is in this movie. I don't know. I think she's with she's with you, Jay though you, because you Jay's really, like the popular really, or whatever. She might just be dating dudes because they're cool in high school. That's what you did. You really picture like hanging out with Sal though and going out on a no, date with Sal, was- and then after after they go out for a slice of pizza, they go back and be like, I don't I don't see that, man. After a slice of pizza, they go back for a salami, you know what I'm saying? Um, that's why it was only one date, though, James. Keep that in mind. Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll go back to my place and play hide the salami. Oh! <laughs> Oh, it's amazing. It wasn't even intentional, but um, no. But they said it was only one date, though. So it's very possible that that they did have the slice of pizza, and then they went back to his house. He played hide the salami, eh? and oh. and uh, and then she was disgusted by him afterwards, oh, which course. is why she was embarrassed to tell Jay when Jay was trying to play hide the salami with her later. Yeah, that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Unless they didn't, and and she was just when she said it's none of your business because hey, Jay. It is none of your fucking business. It, no, that, that's extremely possible. That being said, I don't believe her. I'm pretty sure it happened. <laughs> she definitely banged Sal. I'm just saying she was given off. She was. I think that it was. It was. It was written in a way where you're supposed to kind of <laughs> think that, but she's not really that kind of person. She's kind of embarrassed that it happened. I mean, especially with him. I mean, somebody. That's, that's what I picked up. Somebody from was. Somebody was bodacious boobies like that. <laughs> Oh, you can tell these movies were made in the eighties. Um, there's something. There's something. There's something like weirdly. It's it's so weird to watch these kind of movies. Like this movie had a lot of weird dialogue in it too. I think it was this movie. Like, yeah, the kid, the uh, the little brother. When 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 uh, Jay, not Jay, uh, Sal comes up to the house trying to find the sister mm-hmm. when she's getting ready for her date with uh, Jay. You know, he's he's hassling the little brother, but go go get your sister, go get your sister, blah blah. And then as he walks away, the little brother says you know, he says something to him, yells to him, then under his breath he goes, fag. <laughs> and then it's like, like, oh my god, like the, the 80s was like the the, the the PC culture that exists today, right? Mm, yeah. This movie would not exist like at all. And it's like there's I don't, a lot of movies from the eighties though. Oh, there know? was, there was. It's like there's no part of me, there's no part of me that thinks like, oh, he was calling that man a homosexual. Like right. that's definitely not how it was, but right. like, there's just there's certain things and I use the word charming only because no 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 only because there was this sense in the eighties that literally anything went. Like mm. nobody cared about anything. And what was charming about it, not necessarily it's not the use of that word, obviously. Char- like, charming <laughs> charming might not be the right word. <laughs> it's it it just brings me back to it brings me back of watching, like, I'm digging a hole, I know. Uh, it makes me remember, though, a time when literally anything went, and yeah. you could put a movie on, though, and you just 
it was the wild west like you just didn't know what you were gonna get Uh there's something charming about that the idea that you could just literally get away with anything yeah do i need to cut this out (laughs) i I don't know listen back to it yeah no i I don't know i I get what i get what you're saying it's it's not it's it's a slice of life it's just it's just a slice of time it's a slice of life just not life just a slice of time that like you look back and you're like, I can't believe the shit that used to be said. Mm-mm. And there's just something about it where it's just like, man, bygone times, like we'll like we'll never have that again for good reason, mm. but we'll never have that again. Mm-hmm. Like there's and it's not so much the use of the word, it's not so much that. It's just like it's the whole idea of the eighties were kind of like the what said the Wild West. Well and it's it's weird everything. how it's it's weird how we would have watched it back then nothing it it wouldn't have even registered. And it and it hits differently today, you know. There's and another, it's like there's another line later on too, where they're like, "Yeah, something, yeah, yeah." Well, I'm not like I'm not fucking retarded or something like that. Like, yeah. And it's just like another thing you probably wouldn't hear again these days. Oh like, yeah. Just, there's certain terms of phrase that that are now so <clears throat> are considered so taboo, you would just never hear them again for good reason. Speaking of turns of phrase that are not taboo and are completely awesome, Stooge, uh, the big dude. Yeah. One of the best lines in the entire movie, one of the best lines in the entirety of all movie history, eat a bowl of fuck. <laughs> so, I have, I've, I've, so I haven't seen Is that the, where it came from? I haven't seen this movie in a long time. What? And I haven't, and, and I've heard people say it since then. I'm pretty sure this is where that originated. That's interesting. I've, <laughs> I had no idea that's what and when I heard from, and yeah. when I heard him say it, I was like, "Yes, that's such a great thing to say to say to somebody." Because it eat a bowl of fuck. Eat a bowl of fuck. Love it. That um, guy's such an asshole in the movie too. Yeah. So Stooge is the last like main character I, I would bring up. He's like the big dude who's like a he drives like the like the the quintessential punk rocker car. I'm actually fairly certain it's the same car from Return of the Living Dead. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that the crew drives around him mm-hmm. before they go to the uh, cemetery. Um, so those are like the main characters. There's other friends that are there too. Uh, so they all go to this party instead of going to the senior dance, basically, mm-hmm. or the high school dance. Um, Judy doesn't want to go. Jay convinces her to go. They show up, and Angela and Suzanne are there. They have all their snacks you know, done or whatever. It's this old, abandoned, haunted house, basically. And while they're there, Angela and Suzanne have this great idea of doing a seance uh, to invoke the spirits or whatever. And uh, it works. And one by one, they all start to like slowly change into uh, these these demons, basically. I think the main demon thing is is Angela. And then it like spreads around from person to person. She's That's not kind the of one who gets infected first. Was it Suzanne? Or possessed first. It was Suzanne. Suzanne. Because she's, Suzanne go, she's kiss- going to put her lipstick on and her mouth yeah. is open. So the demon like flies into her mouth. Yeah. And then she kisses. She kisses Angela. Angela which puts it into her. And yeah. Yeah. From she's there. Like it just, so it's kind of like an STD. Sort it just of. kind of like travels from person to person. It's like it follows. Yes. Right. Dude. This is a, it follows as a remake of this movie. <laughs> Took a lot of liberties, though. Um, so, yeah, so that, my, my point earlier about how I thought the synopsis spelled out a better move than what we got mm-hmm. is because once you get to the halfway point of the movie, the second half of the movie is literally just people in a house getting offed by the demons. And it was there was really cool effects or whatever. Like, What's wrong with that? There was just no substance to it. Like it was literally just like the same thing over and over with just different people in different scenarios. But it was like the same scene played over and over. 
That's all. There was just there was no story building in the entire second half of the movie to keep you interested in the characters. They were, it was just like it was scenes of them getting possessed and killed one after another, which is fine. <laughs> but like, there's just like there's no reason to to get invested in characters. Not I. I mean, it's not that these movies are these deep dramas that you're going to get invested in the characters. I understand that, yeah. but I just thought like they did like all the story building in the first half and then you get to the the second half and it's just, it kind of fell off a cliff a little bit. I thought the ending was super anticlimactic too. Um, um, I didn't remember the ending because I hadn't seen this in a few years. Uh, I just thought it was like, like they, they get over the fence, oh, they get over the, the fence, over the wall and then they just all go poof and that's the end of the movie. Like <laughs> it's like super <laughs> anticlimactic. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong, but then it did spark two sequels, so, you know, it kind of makes sense that they would just, like, sun comes up and they just sort of poof into thin air, you know, because mm-hmm. then they, at least Angela comes back for the two, two subsequent subsequent sequels. Uh, that's kind of the, that's the ending, that's the end of the children's night. I actually like, I really like the actual ending of the movie, yes. though. I actually think that little sub story with the old man mm-hmm. is better than the than the whole other story. It kind of reminded me of something that like something from uh, like a wraparound story from Trick or Treat or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it seemed like a segment in part of a anthology movie, right? Um, and it has nothing to do with the version we watched was the unrated version. So I don't know if this stuff was in the rated R version. Mm-hmm. If you watch it on Prime like we did, it says that it's rated R, but it is the unrated cut. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, it's 190 mm-hmm. minutes exactly. The unrated cut and the uh, the R cut. Did you say 190 minutes? I'm sorry, 90 minutes. Yeah, I was gonna say that's 100 several hours. Hour and a half, uh, 90 minutes. Um, yeah, there's in the. It's funny too because in the beginning you have this old man that's walking down the street, and one of my first notes are, "Why are they being so mean to this old man? He didn't do anything. I actually felt bad for him. Like, I did too. He's just this dude walking down the street, minding his own business, and it's like. What the fuck, you piece of shit, kids! Like, well, leave him, leave the dude alone. That only lasts for like twenty seconds, though. Yeah, yeah. And then the and then Judy walks up and actually is concerned about him and wants to help him, and he just goes, "Get away from me, you stupid whore!" <laughs> <laughs> oh God, okay. Well, I hope this guy dies. And then the last thing you notice, the last thing that he oh, did, yeah. right? Oh yeah. He picks up a thing of disposable razor blades and, and an, an apple. apple, and he's like, "These kids are gonna get what they deserve tonight." <laughs> it's that- like. You're going to do... That was a genius scene because it worked on two fronts. Not only is he the asshole that puts razor blades in in Halloween mm-hmm. goodies, he's the asshole that gives out apples. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that worked on two fronts. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so for the actual ending of the movie, you cut back to... Um, so, spoiler alert here, but Judy and Ray, right? Was it Ray? Or no, uh, Raj. Raj, yeah. Yeah, Judy and Roger... Um, they escape, and they're walking back into town, and they're just kind of like... Raj, Raj was one of the other friends we didn't mention. Right, right. Like, there's a whole bunch of other people that were in right. the house. Um, they're just kind of w- walking through town just like in a trance. Like, you know, they just went through... Beat to shit. Yeah, they just went through <laughs> hell, so they, they're just walking. The old man sees them, and he's like, ah, these fucking punks been out all night partying, and he just he's like, he's like they're all going to rot in hell, blah, blah, blah. And he goes in, and he sits down he's got his paper and his coffee and he's waiting for his old lady to bring him his breakfast 
and she sets a, a piece of pie down in front of him and he starts eating it. She's Would you like a piece of pie? Oh, she's so nice and like just so lovely and she just made him this beautiful pie and yeah. and she's like, oh, How is it, darling? And he's and, and he's like, it's it's all right. And she goes and you know and he's like, when do you have time to make this she, pie? She's just like, Oh, just all right. When do you have time to make this pie? And she's like, Well, then didn't have many trick-or-treaters last night. We had to do something with all those leftover apples. And he's <laughs> and he goes, Wait, leftover apples. <laughs> And then he you just, just, you just as see if, this razor as, blade. <laughs> as if he didn't notice himself swallowing the razor blades. It's it's almost like there's like a hand in his throat cutting from the outside. Yeah. The razor blade just like starts to just slowly go down his throat. Yeah. It's like, it's such a gross, cool scene. Oh, too. dude, it's awesome. But the, the, the wife knew, right? Oh, for sure. She knew. Okay. Yeah. Because look at the way he treated her. Like yeah. she was sick of his shit. So she's like, all right, here we go. Apple, apple pie with razor blades in it. And, uh, so he keels over dead on the on the table, and then she just walks up behind him, sipping her coffee, and taps him on the back and goes, Happy Halloween, dear, and that's the way it ends. That's such a perfect ending. It was great, yeah. Um, yeah, that was actually I, I, said, I actually probably one of my story. favorite scenes. Like I really yeah, I really love that kind of wraparound story. It was a yeah. bookend to the whole movie, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um all right, what else about the actual uh the actual movie though? Um I, I the I thought that the I thought the uh, effects were really cool. They were good. The makeup was great. Like the demons look really cool. What was with that weird like erector set looking demon that they showed at the very beginning at the oh, very God. end? It was really bad. <laughs> that was strange because he was supposed to be basically the the main the, the bad main, demon the, who's sort of infecting all of them. But it, possessing it, all of them, it literally looked like a bad Halloween mask you would buy at like Spencer's, but made from household materials. Yeah. That's the best way that I can describe it. Like yeah. it's and then just sort didn't of look good and then just sort all. of floating in thin air. It was like really crude, like uh, almost um, uh, what's what's the word uh, when you when you superimpose? It was like a really oh, crude yeah. superimposed image on top of the film. Yeah, it's just like what is this? This is who looked at this and goes, yeah. Yeah, that that looks great. And then it was it was pretty obvious when so, I know it was from the eighties, but so at the end it's just floating above the wall, sort of. Mm-hmm. I think the way they got that shot was, I mean, that image was superimposed, right, um, into the film. But I think the way they made it disappear was they probably had two mirrors or something, mm-hmm. and then had the actual physical head. And pointed it so that it, because the way it looked, it looked like it. They just kind of gradually, they had a reflection of it, and they just sort of gradually pulled one mirror away, so it just kind of like vanished slowly. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. From the bottom up, that's what it looked like. I was like, the rest of this movie was so good as far as the effects and stuff go. Why did you fuck up on the main demon? You know? Yeah, I I don't know. It was bizarre. Um, I think one of my favorite shots in the movie. There was a really really cool shot where. Uh, all of the friends, the, all the ten people in the in the the house, they're huddled around this broken mirror, and somehow the shot is set up to where every person sort of shows up in an individual piece of the broken mirror. Yeah, it was a really 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 cool shot. Yeah, it was cool. Um, that actually was probably a lot more complicated than you probably would think to make that all line up if they actually did shoot like a reverse like mirror thing. Yeah. Um, but then that was followed by what I can only be, des- what can only be described as like a, that seventies show shot where the camera just continuously goes in a circle. Yeah. And the dialogue was so bad during that scene. It reminded me of 
Uh, you've seen, yeah, you, yeah, you were with me when we saw the Evil Dead musical. Yeah, the Evil Dead musical intentionally has some of the worst dialogue that I've ever heard. <laughs> like, there's one scene where he's like, uh, one of the girls says something, and and one of the dudes in the cabin he goes, he goes, what do you mean the wind? Man, you're a stupid bitch. <laughs> and then she says something else, and he goes, what? You said that? I thought what you said before was stupid, but now that really makes you the stupidest bitch. <laughs> like, it, the dialogue is so bad intentionally. Uh-huh. And the dialogue in this, like, 70s show circle shot was that bad. Like, it was so intentionally cheesy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I say intentional because I hope that it was intentional. <laughs> Uh, because I was cracking up listening to it. I was like literally like crying almost listening to it because I thought it was so funny because it was just <laughs> so bad. I don't know. Like it's this is another one of those movies. It's it's different than than Chainsaw Hookers because it's not necessarily trash cinema. You know, like this movie was actually made with somewhat of a budget. It was. I think they they tried to make a good, you know fun horror movie you know they, they they really did yeah and i think they were completely successful but it definitely still is like that lower echelons of <laughs> of horror yeah even from the day um but i thought it was great i i it's just i don't know like i said the second half of the movie i was a little bit let down because i would hope for just a little bit more to keep me engaged <laughs> other than the same thing you yeah know, they, they could have cut out a few of the scenes of of judy just like running down hallways and bumping into demons sure for sure, sure. uh to to speed it up a little bit like this is this was an hour and 30 minutes long they could have probably bumped it down to an hour 15 yeah. hour 20 pretty easily i will say this though there's one thing they did effects wise that Not i thought hour, was 15. 15 minutes of film is actually a lot to take out but yeah yeah it's like a whole storyline yeah. at that point um one of the things i thought was great though was there's a scene where jay gets his eyes gouged out yeah gouged out and they do something that was super effective and they actually make the eyes pop Pop, yeah so it's like and you never see that in other movies usually they just they they sink their their thumbs in in and there's no resistance yeah 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 this one it was like they pushed and then there was like resistance and then it popped and you actually see the squirt of the eyes yeah they must have had some like blood bags in there that she actually physically had to to i literally reacted to it like oh god like that's so (laughs) gross like it was it was so cool i'm sure it was the easiest gag to pull off but it was super super effective uh i liked it um yeah i don't know man there was just they had a cool punk rock soundtrack that Mm -hmm. i thought was kind of cool you know a little bit a little bit different of a background uh background music for these kind of movies yeah um yeah i don't know I, I dig it. It's I, fun. I like this movie. I, I always have. I think it's a. I think it's cool. I don't know if I've ever seen the second or third one. I don't know that I have either, to be honest with you. And and I actually, actually didn't know there was a third. And and actually, like I was so. like I was saying earlier about uh, about um, the cover art for the Hollywood Hookers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually the. The cover were the co- when in in terms of these films, the one for Night of the Demons two. Oh yeah, where Angela's licking the lollipop that looks like a skull. That one I used to look at all the time when I was a kid. Uh, when I was like perusing the VHS, because I've said this before, I Man, used to go what through I and I give to be that skull. <laughs> I used to go through and I used to go through and look at all the VHS horror boxes. And kind of like fuel my nightmares without ever actually seeing any of the movies when I was really young. You kind of like just made up your own story. Yeah, like I would look at this. I was like, oh my God, like look at this freaky chick with this lollipop. And 
like what the hell's going why is she eating a lollipop when she looks like a monster it just freaked me out i also I, i'm looking at my notes here and there's one thing that i did uh jot down here that i loved but i didn't realize we were over two hours already <laughs> yeah we're, we'll be done in a few minutes here. Uh-huh. um i loved the animated title sequence Oh yeah, I thought that was really, really cool. Yeah, it was it a really was cool. cool touch. That was it's different than a lot of other movies. You don't typically get that, you know. Right. They're, I mean, they're not the first nor the last to do it, but you just don't typically see that uh, as much. And I thought that was really cool. I, I, I just liked it. It kind of set you up for the the fun atmosphere. It's a cartoon, uh-huh. you know. Like it kind of sets get you up for a fun romp for the next hour and a half. You yeah, know? yeah um, for sure. But yeah, I don't I don't have anything else to say yeah, about. Yeah, me either. I think uh, Leanna Quigley. Linnea. Lin- Linnea Quigley uh, was in a lot of really fun movies in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would tell anybody, check these out and check out the rest of her stuff too. Yep. She just, she was good. She yep. she picked good movies to be in. Yes, sir. And these are two of them. I think, uh, yeah. I think that's it, huh? That's it. That's all I got. All right. Well, um, we already picked for next week oh, and yeah. everything. We, You know, I actually... Here's the thing, because I know that you like to watch the movies pretty, like you like to go into our episodes having watched the movies pretty fresh. Okay. I don't know if you want to make a change since <gasps> we're going to see The Wretched tomorrow. What? One of one of my picks for that are currently in the Bud Light box is The Wretched. Really? Yeah, Pie Wacket and The Wretched. Pie Wacket and The Wretched. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if you want to switch out next week. Uh, what is next week? Next week was Wrong Turn 2 and Camp Dread. Yeah. So I don't know if you want to push that back a week so that The Wretched is fresh in your mind. Hmm. We'll talk about it. We'll see. Yeah. We will see, James. But anyway, uh, that's it for this week. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzed Kill PC. You can also find this show on all major streaming services or wherever you uh, listen to your podcasts. We are on all the major ones, including Spotify now. Ooh, Spotify. Hey. Hey. Uh, so tell a couple of friends. Don't be greedy. Um, uh, but yeah, you know, spread around. And uh, if there's a place to leave, either a uh, a review or uh, you can rank us, you know, with stars. Uh, please do. Yeah. It, it helps us out. You know, give like us we, at least two. We don't like to pander. Uh, clearly, we've been doing this for nearly four years. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know what? We're indie. We're keeping it indie. DIY. DIY <laughs> till you die for five guys. Ooh, like the sound of that. <laughs> wait, wait. The fact that there's only five people or the fact that they're guys? All of the above. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. Yeah, I don't know. Cool. Well, hey, next week. I'll see you tomorrow, actually, I'll for see, some drive-in. I'll see you drive-in We're going on a date tomorrow. Action, we are. It's going to be real nice. We're going on a date tomorrow, and Except we're going to have to deal with my wife there. Ugh. She's crashing it. Gosh. Dude, if I don't get a threesome out of this, I'm telling you. I, I mentioned that to her when I invited her on our date. So there's expectations here. We'll see. Depends on uh, depends on how the rum hits, I guess. So Note to self. Note to Bring self. Bring extra rum. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll see you next week. Yep. Michael. James. As always. As always. Go fuck yourself. Go filter fish. Go filter fish. <laughs> All right. See you. Try to have a good night.